Whether or not you think Doolittle is actually a movie of ch- for children depends on one question. Do you hate children? <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the 175th episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. Where we're in what? 75th. Okay. Where we're kind of mumbled there. Talking about Doolittle. Talked over your tongue. <laughs> My bad. Uh, with oh, yeah. No, we're doing Doolittle. We're doing little about Doolittle. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> actually let's review the movie that we haven't seen because that'll be apparently it's very bad. Just dragon asses. With me as always, <laughs> name of my band, Dragon Asses. Uh, Ryan Eliopoulos. What's up? I'm the manager of Dragon Ass. <laughs> we're touring this week. Ben Magnus. Hi, I'm the lead singer of Dragon Ass. Sparks Witty. Hi, I uh, don't want to be part of this band. Okay, well you're fired. Then. <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> I, I, you can't fire me. I never joined. <laughs> oh shit. Hey, How you guys doing? Guys. Good. How are you guys doing? There's more talk about Doolittle than I thought was going to get this week. I forgot Doolittle came out, and then I saw all the bad reviews, and then I sent you guys some bad reviews, and I was like, these are funny. <laughs> Those are funny. <laughs> I really like the the ones that Lindsay Ellis. Mor- morbid yeah. curiosity almost makes me want to see it, but the the desire to see other things makes me say, don't do it. I still haven't seen Cats, and that's Neither I'm, have I. I'm ashamed. That's gone. I'm sh- you are. It's you- gone? Oh, yeah. They pulled it out of most theaters because it was making no money. Ben, I blame you. Why me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I blame you too, Ben. <laughs> Why did you go see Cats, Ben? I didn't. I know I'm sure, you love I'm sure Andrew it's probably Lambert. playing at, at least one theater still in this area because it's not gone, gone, but it, it was pulled from most It's theaters. not at our cheap theater? No, oh, definitely not. Oh, well, man. there's a cheaper theater down Brea that's like- Cheaper seven. than $4, Ben? $2. What? How do you guys stay in business? What? Because they play older movies that aren't in the big theaters anymore. $2. Okay, well, that's probably there's like not- five, There's also like five th- uh, auditoriums they have, so it's super small. So I that's probably not playing Cats. Unless it's the 1988 Broadway version. Mm, true. <laughs> I guess I'll just wait for Blu-ray. I remember that thing got a video release and everything. It was a commercial, one of my VHS tapes. I I've forget seen which one. I would love if the Blu-ray has a non-CGI version of that movie. I'd 100% watch well, that. Well, there's definitely going to be a making like behind the scenes of it, so you're going to see a lot of like... Is there... Sure. Is there definitely? 100%. Well, but like, like, sure. uh, like. I don't. Uh, look, let, let's be real. A lot of physical media that gets released these days, a lot of home video releases, sometimes they, like, big, I'm talking big motion pictures, they don't get that. I don't know why Cats would when Cats was a flop the way it was. They Listen, don't need to spend the money to have somebody edit together a bonus Tom feature. Tom Hooper cares about cinema? And he cares about the Tom he Hooper. Tom Hooper day. doesn't decide. <laughs> Tom Hooper doesn't decide the budget for somebody to build a bonus feature for a home video. So listen, you can make a five-minute quick thing. So uh, um, Robert Zemeckis for his Christmas Carol uh, movie has a version of you can watch uh, the movie with uh, without any of the CG. Mm-hmm. So it's just, just Tom Hanks. No, that, Jim that's Jim That's um, oh, I'm sorry. Polar Express. Polar Express. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so you know, just Jim Carrey and all the other actors on the soundstage. It's kind of fascinating seeing how they did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love that for Cats because they didn't use tracking dots. They didn't use motion capture in the traditional way, and they're so they're all just in normal clothes. I would love to see that version of the I movie. Don't, I don't. Didn't think we I watch see that. that version of Christmas Carol one time? And they had the actual rendered CG in the, yeah, corner, in the corner, so you can so you can see the difference. And you can switch it. It's as if the the special effects industry has enough shit that they go through. Tom Hooper's like, nah, what if I make your job really hard? Yeah. <laughs> what uh, if I just like, what if there's no reference at all? You just have to do it from from Will. It looks like shit. Shocking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can't wait to see it on Blu-ray. <laughs> you, you Director's miss, cut. You missed you miss something in the in the big screen experience, oh, I feel. Oh, with the hands. I really hope Cats doesn't get there's a 4K cats release. There's Cats wearing Converse. I hope it doesn't get a 4K release. It'll, it will. No, there's, it's gonna get no a, there's no guarantee. Hey, that. it's going to get a 9K release for Nine Lives. I hate you. Oh. Uh, Tom Hooper, call me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I contemplate suicide over that. 
I really, really do. Memories all alone. <laughs> wow. I watch that movie and I'm like, I think the universe died and I'm living in... You're the, in a post-crisis world? I'm, I'm living in the ashen remains and, and I don't know that I want to be here Sparks, anymore. Sparks, uh, once you saw Cats, you unwillingly or unknowingly entered the antimatter universe. There Can I be time. honest with you? I think it was the moment the trailer was released. I, it already Bro. happened. When Comic-Con broke because of Cats, that's when we all that's, got into antimatter. It's funny because your life left you and new life entered me. <laughs> <laughs> you I stole his I life. haven't seen it either. No, uh, I'm a ghost of there, there's these two cats in the movie that are just wearing Converse. Oh, that's me. I wear Converse. And, but like normal cat-sized Converse. Hell yeah. And they're just like, is that a CG uh, Is that a CG era or is, was that intentional? Everything's intentional with Tom Hooper. You just don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Remind <laughs> me again what Tom Hooper directed. He directed the Oscar-winning movie The King's Speech. Which is a great movie. Which is a good movie. I love that movie a I lot. I do too. In 2010. Okay, just I just need a reminder because yeah. I know we're talking. Lame is. Oh, Lim is okay. Yeah. That was actually a good movie. I really liked it. I like that. I like except that for movie. the very, very questionable casting of Russell Crowe. I like. It. What do you mean? He's a great singer. He's tried his best. He's really bad. Oh, I'm a great singer. I do. I do love that part. Say, say, Are you not well, entertained? You can't say what you, what you what your friend said to you. What? It's a little not PC. Oh, we can't what say what your friend said to you about Russell Crowe character in Lim is. <laughs> is no, he, I can't say that. Obviously. Is he racist <laughs> against Australians? <laughs> Crikey! We'll say it off air. <laughs> No, I remember there for... There's a lot of Doolittle and Cats talk. <laughs> what'd you do this week? Yeah, what'd you do oh, this week? I'll, I'll go. I only did two things. I had a... a, a you're going to hear this a lot. My my weeks are going to be pretty depressing for the next couple couple weeks. Um, but I do, I'm trying to get back into the swing of things with, with content and with work. Um, I did go to see one movie. I saw 1917. Oh, what a coink. Which, Ryan, you also saw? No, not just Ryan. And Sparks? Plus... Yeah, I saw it too. I saw it with him. Okay. Yeah. We saw it together. Yeah. Together. Forever. I thought you might have. I was just sure. Uh, I, I, w- I was committed. I was like, there's a lot of movies I want to see. I want to see one of them this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. I did yes. too, man. The more I think about it, the more I really like it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's incredible. Yeah. I did um, there's the, I don't, I'm not going to be spoilery, but the sequence where uh, after he wakes up, yeah. the one time where he like has the yes. middle of the film wake up. Yes. Uh, and the Thomas Newman, who makes great scores, mm-hmm. and the the music as he's going through that next wave of the so sequence, good. I'm like, this is this is cinema. This, <laughs> like, this like, is no, so it good. Really it's is. so good. Yeah. Like, man. that's where that's where Roger Deakins shines Dude. in that sequence. Oh I think. Yeah. Um, I heard that the longest take they did was only eight minutes. Yeah, I believe that. I, I believe that too. See, yeah. If you if you wanted to look for it, you can see where the cuts are. Some it's, of them. It's one of those things where, like, yeah, like. Uh, the first third of the movie, I was looking for the cuts because I'm like, oh, I want to see how they do it. But after a while, I just stopped caring because I'm so engrossed with what's I, going on. I want to know how many times they did the floating down the river Jesus shot. Yeah. I don't know how they did so many of those shots. I'm like, this must have taken weeks, dude. But the, I, I, I said, like, uh, set design is phenomenal. Yeah. I, phenomenal. I saw a, lot of it's, a lot of it's on location. Yeah. yeah. So, like, even shooting a movie like this where you got to make sure that the weather's just right to make sure that you can keep Dude, shooting. There's planning, so many planning, trenches. Holy planning shit. the layout of those trenches is yeah. insane. Like the set, is, yeah, like before I saw this movie, I, d- I wasn't sure what should win like technical awards. I was like, oh, Endgame, because it's got the most, right? Whatever. This movie deserves all of the awards. Like it is truly, it is Martin Scorsese cinema. <laughs> <laughs> like really. What I really liked about the movie, so at first I, I, I got some major like God of War vibes because of, of the way that, the, that it shoots the characters from over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, okay. And so they're, watch- they're walking and so like, the, Man, the whole time. movie is supposed to be in one shot. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, it's, it's like inc- Birdman style. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. I heard. Uh, I asked him, but did you see Rope? Alfred Hitchcock's one take? 
movie? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've seen I it. haven't seen it. Is it good? Yes. I really want to see it. Um, I was trying to figure out like how, how far the, si- the single take things went. I remember this movie Hitchcock did called Rope, mm-hmm. which is also, but shot, shot on film. Wait till I introduce you to theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, oh, but you don't need to. I know. But, it, but it's, it's shot on film, so the fact that it's a full length movie in the single take is really impressive. Nice. Um, how Hitchcock did it. But so this film similarly is a single take. Uh, apparently, it was D- Roger Deakins' idea for Sam Mendes. And Sam's like, "Shit, I love a challenge." <laughs> yeah. So he, um, so the way he, he frames it, like in the beginning, I was just kind of like, "Oh shit, I'm playing a video game." But that's not a detriment. I, no, I, I like that a lot. Um, and then throughout the rest of the movie, you just feel like you're in the movie. You feel uh, like they you're use in that moment they use so space well. very well. It reminds yeah. me. Um, in a lot of interesting ways of Mad Max Fury Road because that is a movie that is technically incredibly impressive but that is a movie about just going from one place to another. That is what this movie is but in right. 1917 right. without all the crazy car stuff. Like, uh, man, this movie is so, just so impressive. It's and so tense and yeah. it's you, about, you're really with them. It's about these two soldiers trying to halt an attack or else Yeah, basically they have to go like deliver a message. That's yeah. the whole movie. Mm-hmm. But, but the They character- have to li- d- deliver it before the next morning. Yeah, but yeah. like you meet so many, there's so many cameos of just like, oh, random general, random general and it's like the, the journey they go on like it's it's in less than 24 hours. It's crazy. Like it's it's really impressive. Like the cuts are seamless and it's like, dude, these guys are going through some shit, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, I really, really like that. The the filming of uh, transitioning into morning light must oh, have been man. such a bitch. And, and oh, yeah. if you go on Twitter, uh, I don't know if I've retweeted it, but they've shown a lot of how the behind the scenes of it and a lot of the dark scenes were actually filmed during the day and they just did it in... in, in I'm sure that and, makes sense. And, and yeah. But it... The like the editing of it makes it look so good, or it doesn't. It looks like it's a dark, right. and like the shadows and yeah. stuff are so impressive. Like there's a lot of CGI work also being done that you just don't realize. Yeah. Uh, like this is like it came out technically last year, right? Yeah, it, it was released at the end of last. It year. It would probably be on my top ten. Like honestly, yeah. Like, yeah. It sucks that all the best movies of the year come out the last two months of the year, <laughs> because that's what the Oscars, Oscar baiting. Oscar yeah. Oscar season sucks because they like you can't see all these movies. It's impossible. Hey, uh, Oscars were announced this week. Uh, yeah, they were. Oh, we'll get there. They're yeah. pretty stupid. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like that movie, and I Same. also I also did uh, I also finished Umbrella Academy. Shit! And uh, hey man, we gotta do that. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah, I I regret putting it down. Yeah, because that. So okay, it's a great. I think I think it is it is a template, not the template, but a template for how you do a comic book adaptation. That comic is is so wildly different than that novel than mm-hmm. the graphic novel that that the, the show is so wildly different from the graphic novel that you aren't quite sure how the show is going to go. It makes the show very unpredictable, even if you've read the comic. It takes like the essence of it and does something different. Yeah, and but the characters are so are still there. It's uh, the 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 craziness is still there, but in different ways. The things they introduce in that final in that final episode, the way this the the, the 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 season ends, I was I was I was blown away. Season kind of like kind of like the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season two is definitely like that's a thing, right? Yeah, it's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I sure. had to make sure after the yeah. se- after the season ended. Right. Um and and I I kind of heard about what the ending was, but they 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 changed things and they go to places that I that were at times unexpected, but at the same time I was like, "Wow, I, I'm honestly surprised you did this." Now, I, I don't, don't want to cuz we did the book club and the book club is about like in like a uh, evil symphony. Does any of that stuff show up at all? Just uh, give me a yes or no. Does like in a general sense? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cuz cuz we we watched like how much of it? 
Three. Three. And none of that stuff has shown up yet. Uh, and that's the stuff I really like from the book. So if With the it, exception that Vanya is in an orchestra. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um that's in that's in the very beginning of yeah, the show. Um but if any of that stuff even makes its way in a, into the show, then I'm happy about it. In in ways I didn't expect. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I, I like that show a whole lot. And I, nice. I, when you guys, when you, whenever you guys get to it, because I'm kind of rolling through, because I really want to just get to The Witcher, and I wanted yeah. to finish yeah. really it. So I did start The Witcher. Cool. Two episodes in. Nice. Yeah. I like it a lot. Toss yeah. a to your Witcher. Yeah. That song's real good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was fully prepared to be like, oh, that song's probably a little overhyped. But I was like, nah. I'm, nah. This, this is cool. This is my Jasper's yeah. pretty cool. I, yep. We'll <laughs> <laughs> get there. Uh, there's so much content. It's hard to keep up with all yeah. of it. I'm just trying to go through a list. Uh, yeah. Like that. I'll go next. I didn't do a lot. I watched 10 episodes of season two of Star Wars Rebels TM. Yes, yes, yes. I thought that first Inquisitor was cool. The Inquisitors, Ben, you played Fallen Order. I know the I don't need to explain it to you, they, but for the people at home, they are uh, basically evil Jedi. They are Force users who have decided to join the Empire. And you mentioned, Brandon, how has this not been mentioned for almost four they years? Are, they are former Jedi yeah, so recruited by the Emperor yeah. and forced to be apprenticed by Darth Vader. Yes. Yeah, uh, and they're a bunch of assholes. And, and you just met the the. Seventh? I met the two, like the, I don't remember their names, but it's like the big gray dude and then Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. And they are... So much cooler than that first Inquisitor, which I didn't think was possible. They are so hard and just badass and just like I just want I just want all I just want this all the time. The yeah. Inquisitors are some of my favorite things for to real. come to Star Wars. I really I like just the idea of a Force user like, no, I'm gonna join the Empire because I know they won. That's effed it's up. It's not always like that though. That's so cool. Uh, so speaking of Star Wars, I've been thinking a lot about Star Wars because uh, uh, you know the the trilogy ended, and I've had mixed feelings on it. And I'm like, I really like Star Wars, and I I just want more Star Wars that I like. So you watched the Freemaker Adventures on? I didn't, on but Plus. I did download Star Wars: The Old Republic, which is the multi massive multiplayer <laughs> online game that's been going on. <laughs> you went the Austin Walker route. I went the Austin Walker <laughs> yeah, route, 100. percent uh -huh. Because that is a Bioware game, and they make my favorite game of all time, Mass Effect 2, and the and Knights of the Republic, those two games. Um, the the MMO is a story based multiplayer game, and there is it is all fully uh, cutscene, fully voice acted. Like it's really impressive. It's a story driven game that you can play with other people, right? And you can you can make choices with your colleagues and like, oh, I press one, you press two, and the more people to press one, that's the choice that we make. Um, and it's like an RPG that's really cool, and it takes place five thousand years ago. I made a bounty hunter, and I made an imperial agent because I ain't playing no good for a sensitive person. Oh, no, I want to be an evil bad guy because that's, no, that's what you is. play Jedi Fallen Order. That's what for. I play John. Yeah. And, and Battlefront 2, which I thought was an Empire game. I want to play an Empire game. Um, the writing's not great, <laughs> I'll sure, be honest. Sure, But um, it's really fun, and I just like just being in a Star Wars world. Yeah, uh, so I, just I get a, that. Yeah, so I just did a lot of Star Wars comics. Or uh, uh, I did read some Star Wars comics, actually. Right. Star Wars number one, which made me want to go back to read some Karen Gillan's run from five years ago. Dope. I just, uh, guys, I like Star Wars a lot. Star Wars is great. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, I, that's, th I think that's not it. I don't we remember. We also watched Titans. We oh, duh, we watched duh, duh. Uh, three more three, episodes of three Titans. We are not done episodes. with season two. Uh, they were great episodes. Yeah. Um, th this show very much. Okay, so what's funny is this show is at its best whenever it's not focusing on the characters you would normally expect a show called Titans to focus on, with the exception of of 
Grayson. So we watched an episode called Bruce Wayne, an episode called Jericho, and an episode uh, Connor. Connor was Connor. the first one we watched. Uh, that Connor episode is phenomenal. Dude, uh, it introduces aspects of Superboy I never thought of that you brought up. Yeah, uh, uh, there's ahead. this there's this one incredible sequence. I don't mind spoiling this. It, 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 you will still enjoy it when you watch it. But there's this one sequence where it's Connor and they're talking about how because he's just escaped from Cadmus and they're talking about how he's basically the mentality of a child. He's a baby. Uh, yeah. And he's experiencing everything for the first time. And when he's walking through the street. He's hearing all the sounds, and then he focuses on a good song, and he tunes everything else out to listen to the song. So he's like, grooves to it. I'm like, I never thought about the fact that Superman could just do that. That he can just, he has in like constant radio that he could just like, oh, that's a good groove, and that's what Connor's doing. And I'm like, that is a dope yeah, moment and, and he's just enjoying it as he goes down the street. He's loving the music and he's just like walking through traffic and like cars are about to hit him and he's just like, this is awesome. Like the world's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and Crypto's awesome and cute. Um, they do, they do like uh, some cool twists and stuff with his, with what's happening to him. With Eve. Uh, with his, w- with his history, uh, he kind of has like memories from both Lex and Clark. Oh, that's, uh, that's and that's, that leads man. to some really cool stuff and the action in it is really, really good and Crypto is done really well. Um, like, all the action beats have intent and meaning which uh, if you check out our, our Crisis review, I'm sure I'll make a comparison of how that <laughs> lacks that. Yeah. Um, out maybe now. Uh, out probably now and uh, yeah, but it's, it's really, really effective. Um, uh, Connor, the the actor that they cast, Connor, in certain like shots, looks like a young Tom Welling, and that that's he he's he's awesome. He's like really I've never, I don't think I've ever liked someone uh, on TV playing. Uh, mm, that's not true. I did like Tyler Holcomb like right away. I I really liked Superboy really fast. immediately, really really fast. Yeah. You didn't like uh, the guy from a uh, High School Musical? No, Lucas <laughs> <laughs> Cabriel. Uh, that was horrendous miscasting. Um, Wait, what was this? Where was this? Smallville. Smallville. Lucas Gabriel plays uh, Superboy Connor Kent wow. on Smallville. What season? I don't remember. Like what? season eight, I think. Okay, eight. I, my memory's bad on those. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's it, it stands out because I was like, this is really miscast. Um, anyway, but yeah, he's incredible. Uh, the following episodes are are focusing uh, on a uh, fake Bruce Wayne. <laughs> on a fake Bruce Wayne. Yo, man, uh, if in, you want to see Dick Grayson's uh, mind, Bruce Wayne be a straight up asshole for an hour. This is your show. So, like every other episode of Titan season two is usually like a, a like history episode of a character, a single character who you haven't spent the history with. And the one after that one is Jericho, and it's Which the is son funny, of Slade because Jericho's brought up once in the in, in Crisis. The book club. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Uh, and that episode is so moving and powerful. And the thing is, like the the strong points of this cast, season two is really hitting. Um, in those three episodes, I think we saw Raven and Beast Boy once yeah just once. once uh we saw starfire a couple of times otherwise we're focusing on dick grayson hawk jason and todd hawk and dove the winners of the show uh uh one uh, wonder girl wonder girl yeah, yeah. and Troy. and um she's great yeah. and slade's daughter rose and connor and like that's who we've been focusing on i'm like man this show is dope when it does this at any time raven and beast boy pop up i'm like uh, oh yeah <laughs> and i'm like i hate that i feel that way but i feel that way <laughs> But that yeah, show, man. that show is when you guys get the time. Like season two is is killing it. I thought season one had like its highs and its lows, but it's season two is consistently pretty good. Consistently pretty good. Did you put any Titan season three news in? 
for uh, this week? No. Okay, then I'll just bring it up now. There's uh, Batgirl Oracle is going to appear yes, in season three. Yes, Oracle. Oh, Oracle. Yeah, uh, which is awesome because like that's that's the character everyone uh, wants. Honestly, like Titans at this point can do whatever it wants, and I'm like, D- give me it. It's so it's it's killer. I just want to mention Jericho is a is a he's not a deaf character, but he's a character who doesn't talk. He's mute, uh, so he does sign language the entire episode. So that's really cool. Yes, that's a yeah. really cool aspect. That like every time there's a little bit of inclusion like that, I always appreciate. It. Right. Um. So that was really cool. Wait, Barbara Gordon's gonna show up in Titans before Birds of Prey. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right. Hey, we're also getting a not Cassandra Cain. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> I know. What are you gonna do? Man, what does DC have I just, against those I was girls? just reading a co- uh, a page from a comic that talks about Batman saying how Cassandra Cain is the best fighter in the DC universe, uh-huh. and how he would lose to her if they weren't just sparring. And he's like, so, if I let her let loose, she would kill me. So uh, Ian Ian Glynn is playing Bruce Wayne in yes. Titans. Jorah Mormont. And in the episode uh, where he most recently showed up, he's entirely a fabrication of Dick's mind. And but you don't know that when he first walks in, and he walks in and he's just saying this stuff to to Dick that's like. Oh, yeah, I get it. I mean, you take the first kid when he's uh, making a mistake, and you just throw him off a building. Real good. Like, uh, that's that's the murder quota for Dick Grayson. Am I right? And I'm like, holy shit, Bruce Wayne can talk like this? And, like, he's really tearing into Dick. And I'm like, oh, my God, what kind of Bruce Wayne is this? And he it turns like out he's s- not real. And I'm like, but he's still having so much fun. And I'm yeah. like, man, if Bruce Wayne talks like this. He's got this a slight nuts. Boston accent at times. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, wow, Dick, you're a fucking killer. And I was like, <laughs> what Batman is this? <laughs> I, uh, I, I really liked it. <laughs> Batman from the Bronx. Yeah. I mean, we got Kevin Conroy it's, in the Crisis episode being the evil Batman. Yeah, like, yeah. This Batman is, like, no different. It's, it's cool. It's seriously so enjoyable. Yeah. Um, man. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to I'm, like Titans. I'm loving Titans right yeah. now. Uh, I look forward to finishing the season. Yeah, that's, that's uh, all I did this week. It's good stuff. Yep. Um, you, Sparks? Um, I also, I, I, like, had a lot of time. So uh, I saw 1917, the stuff we covered already. I mm. did start... I, I'm not caught up, but I did start Steven Universe Future. How is it? Uh, awesome. Within the first episode, I was like, "Oh, cool! We're like, we're we're at Dragon Ball Z level. That's that's what's happening." Like, I mean, relative, like, correlate that to what the show has been up to this point. We are at its Dragon Ball Z phase. Nice. Um, Steven has a moment where he basically does his version of Super Saiyan, and mm-hmm. he catches like this powerful foe's fist and kicks them through a shit ton of trees. And I'm like, "Oh, we're here. Okay." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, there is a uh, th- there is some excellent stuff happening on that show. Um, I'm very happy that they got to do it. It's it's killer. Uh, I look forward to catching up on more cartoon stuff in the near future. And the other big thing I did is uh, I finished Jedi Fallen Order. Yay! Yeah. We're getting close to that review, guys. We are. Uh, He's done. My turn. Yes. Uh, it's Ryan's turn to play through. Uh, that game was really cool. I look forward to discussing it. Me um, too. I was very pleased by the end. Right, right. Your with the story. Write your notes down now because it's going to be a couple weeks till we get to the review. Uh, I think I remember all my biggest stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. Sliding's still stupid. <laughs> I'll say that right now. Still the bane of your existence. Still, still the bane of my existence. I, th- I still think that's the, the, the probably the dumbest mechanic that's overused in that game. Yeah, I'm stuck um, on a boss right now that's constantly kicking my ass. Ooh, which one? Um, don't sp- is it not? Don't be spoiler. It's on Dathomir. Oh, okay. The Dathomir one. Oh. No, not yeah. the giant bat. The other guy. No, I, I'm with you. Yeah, guys, the first boss that you fight, I think it's on Zaffo. It's like a big monster. His name's like Ogdo Bogdo. Oh god. And I just like no. Okay, I have a thing about that. I just so like- I fight him and he dies and he, he's not a bad fight. Did you beat him on your first try? Uh, I think I beat him on my second try. Good job. But then there's a secret guy because mm-hmm. I went back to Zepho after I got a uh, yeah I went back to Zepho because after I got some force powers so mm-hmm. I'm exploring. There's a secret boss. Ogdo Bogdo too. Yeah. 
but he's worse. Alpha Ogdo Bogdo. Yeah, F him. <laughs> F him so much. I just love his name. No, there's also another secret boss on your way to the down start or the, the down Republic cruiser. There's like a alpha there's, there's brawler uh, there's, dude. I'll tell you this. There's an alpha on every planet. Yeah. I beat the alpha on Dathomir pretty easily. I beat him on my first try. Man, the alpha on Dathomir is weak. Which one's yeah. the alpha? Don't uh, be crazy. I it's it's basically like the the big boss kind of mon like monster. It's then like the bigger boss monster yeah. version on Dathomir. A tougher version. Yeah. On Dathomir, it's, 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 it's the like, dude. Yeah, gotcha. the quick guy who uh, even his death throws can hit you when he's dying. He swings his arms one last time to try and hurt you. That's a good move. It is, but That's it's also move. cheap as hell. That's all the Jedi Fallen Order talk for this day. For this week, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, it's fun. Yeah. So uh, let me get let me tell you guys about a great game called Fire Emblem Three Houses. I've heard of it. We're in for a story, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, speaking of, it's not in the news, but guess who got added to, uh, to oh, Smash? Oh, I'll get there, hey, my friend. Hey, guess who's mad? Everybody. <laughs> hey, everyone, chill the F out. There's 18 Mario characters, and there's only eight Fire Emblem. Get off your damn high horse. I'm on my high horse. Get off of it. I'm going to be on, on it, too, because I want to be included. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. Anyways, Fire Emblem Three Houses is a fantastic game. It is great, and I actually have gone back playing it this week, Sparks. You're welcome. Mm. I don't feel like you would have done it if I hadn't given oh, you shit. Mm. You should have done that with The Witcher. Instead. Well, I was good. No, I was actually going to do it this week, anyways, because I went to Anime Impulse on uh, yesterday and I met a really cool dude, a dude by the name of Ben Lepley. Why is this dude so cool? Because he voices. Got your first name? No. I mean, yes. Besides that, this dude voices probably one of my absolute favorite characters. No joke, Dudu. That's like everybody's favorite character. Yeah. I haven't even played the game, and I know there's that. a song <laughs> in Gallivant called Dudu Dudu Dudu. It's based off him. It's not. It's, it's not. not. It's not. <laughs> Galvan's cool, guys. Watch it is cool. Hulu. It is cool. Watch Galvan is great. Um, but I got to talk to him, and he agreed to be on the show. Did you give really him a card? Awesome. I, I, he, I actually, I had one business card left on my wallet. I gave it to him. He took a picture, and he said he'd get back to me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he is a cool guy. I bought a print from him. He was really chill. Okay, so you heard it, guys. Y'all got to play through Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> no. At least, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have the time. At least I gotta the play Star Wars. At least the Blue Lion House, just the Blue Lion House. Ben, I gotta find twenty-five hours. What ben, ben actually, Didu, actually, Dudu shows up in all three stories. Like, I know he playing. shows up, but the but the one with the best of to do is in the Blue Lions run. How do you know that you haven't played the? Others? Yes, I have. I I played the Blue Lion run. No, I'm saying you haven't played the other two. I'm trying to recruit him in my Golden Deer run, and I can't because he's Dimitri's right hand man. <sighs> yeah, of course. course. So I can't put to do it. Ah. Hey, Nobody puts ben, to do in a quarter. Finish Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah, we got to review that, bro. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start playing it. Bro? I'll, I'll play it. I'll play it. Relax. This will not be a Spider-Man situation. Ryan, no. Ryan bought Dune this week in preps uh, after we I talked did. about it. I bought it, it for yeah. $10. Yeah. I'm oh, gonna, yeah I, I didn't read it, though, so that's why I didn't mention it. I need to get I'm going to buy it this week. Uh, I just remembered because he said he met somebody that the other thing that happened is I had an encounter with Paul Shear. Hell yeah, I love Paul Shear. He showed up at my work. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. How did this get Very nice guy. We didn't talk for long, but- bring him on the show. It was a nice moment. Um, No. Okay. No. You know who Paul Shear is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, remind me. Um, he's in the Disaster Artist. I know him from. He does a podcast called How Did This How Get Made. Get I made? Was, he's I was because I was gonna keep teasing him. Sorry. He's a, he's a stand-up comedian. He's written Marvel comics. If if I show you a picture, you're gonna know him right away. Gotcha. That was the thing. Is like uh, I wasn't sure it was him. Was he with Diane? Was he with his girl? He was by himself. Oh, okay. When I saw him, he was by himself. Uh, I wasn't sure it was him until he lifted up his head and said something to me. And once he opened his mouth, I was oh. like, oh, you're yeah, you're oh. Paul Shear. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. while we're teasing people on the show, Mark Guggenheim may be soon. So, Hell yeah, get him off that hill. Oh, I want to be clear. Paul Shear's not coming on the show. 
So Paul Shear is definitely coming Paul on the Shear show. Paul Shear is not coming on the show. What I'm hearing is next week. Mm-hmm. Paul Shear's not coming on the show. Paul Shear's here on the podcast. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> hey, I'm Paul Shear. Uh, we can't put him on the hill. Yeah, ben Lepley was really cool to meet. He's a really awesome dude, and I can't wait to talk to him more about Dadu and Fire Emblem. I'm Fiasas. sure he's done more than one voice acting. In he has. Life, so we can talk about other no, things he, in Fire we Emblem. will. We will. Yeah. We will. Yes. I'm just excited, okay? Leave me Check alone. Check out that to-do related interview after Rachel Litfin gets on next year. What if I did don't? <laughs> I hate you, Sparks. Don't hate me because you I hate love me. you. I love you. I hate you so much. Right I'm going to message him and say that he can't come on until you finish the I other two you. versions. <laughs> the other two paths. You need at least 300 at hours. At least I'm getting people on the show. No, I don't. I appreciate you. Ben, we're giving you grief. Uh, why do you get must give me grief? I get so much grief this week. Or I got so much grief this week. Baby, we're all griefers. It's a life of grief. Don't ask. Anything else? Capitalism is grief. Capitalism is grief. Guys, let's change this into the capitalistic no podcast. (laughs) Let's not, because I need money, and I saw stuff at M. Ampulse I wanted to buy but couldn't. I saw so many cool art things. Did you you, prevent uh, you from doing this? What? Why why would us bitching about capitalism prevent you from buying things? Because I don't have the money for it. I was was bummed you didn't ask me earlier because uh, Krista Fett was there. Uh, at Anime Impulse, and I'm like, oh man, that would have been cool to oh. support. But like, I had, oh, that's the other thing I did. I did two escape rooms this week. Oh, wow. I love escape yeah. rooms. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, when I asked you guys if you guys were busy, it was literally last des- uh, minute decision for me too. So yeah, uh, I was seeing, I was seeing Travis yesterday for his birthday. It's all good, buddy. It's all good. I saw Jeremy for a brief moment too, because he was around for Nam. Yeah, but like, Jeremy. it was a very brief moment. Uh, right. Ben, did you do anything else this week? No, I, I was reading Crisis and. Uh, I was reading Crisis, playing some fire, getting back in the swing of Fire Emblem, and I went to Anime Impulse. That's really all I did. Nothing much. All right, let's get into the news. Uh, I will last thing give a quick shout out. I haven't had the chance to sit down and watch the show myself, but and it's not nerd related. But on Freeform, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, is the star is one of the stars of uh, Everything's Gonna Be Okay. It's on Hulu. It's on Freeform. Nice. Please go check it out. Um, she, it's a very big deal. Like people are noticing her on Hollywood because. Uh, they. This is one of the rare times where they have cast someone who is on the autism spectrum to play somebody who is autistic. Um, she's she's playing someone much more severe on the spectrum than than she is, but it's still very cool that they have done that, yeah. and uh, she's killing it. So cool, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Check that one out. All right, let's get into our bread and butter. And here is your bread and your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear. Thank you. All right, then to get started, we got some sad news. Oh. Christopher Tolkien, son of J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, the writer of Lord of the Rings, has passed away this week at the age of 95. It's a lot. It's a, it's I mean, a if, lot. You gotta, if you got to punch out, 95 is a solid a, number. Yeah, solid, man. solid number indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bummer. Like, you know, he, he, he posthumously, post, posthumously yeah. uh, uh, published two of his dad's works. The similarly, the similarly, I, I wasn't simil- familiar with any of that. So, like, I he continued working on stuff. Oh yeah, he cool. he continued he continued working like with the obviously he's part he's the head of the Tolkien estate. So you know he worked with Peter Jackson and he helped create the um, he helped uh, get people into the the language the Elven language. Oh, okay. On the on the show, so he was he there's a huge he was very prolific with his dad's estate. That's awesome. Even like I said, publishing two of his books. Right, super cool. That's a bummer. But he lived a long, long, long life. Ninety-five is a good age. Um. All right. Speaking of good ages, the Oscars. I don't know where I was going with that one. But all right. So the irony. Speaking of old white men. Irony. Yeah. Speaking of old white men. Wow. That's disrespectful to Christopher Tolkien. No, I know. Yeah. I love him. I'm just kidding. 
I don't love him. I respect him. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I respect. I respect <laughs> other people that were nominated here, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Oscars released their nominations because they are coming up quick uh, sooner this year than any other year prior. It's, man, the turnaround is so fast. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go through them all. No. Just, go, just at least go through like best picture. Okay. Oh, well, I will do best picture. Yeah. Uh, so uh, best picture was uh, Ford v Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women. Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Woo! Parasite That's is a, a shoe-in for I, best foreign language. If I'm being mm-hmm. honest, I don't give a shit about any other movie in the Oscars besides Parasite. I want that movie to crush, and I know it's not going to. Uh, I give a shit about 1917 now. I do too, but man, I it would be so cool for a South I, Korean movie to just wash all these dudes away. I give a shit about Jojo Rabbit. Yeah? Jojo Rabbit It's not going to win. I, no, I mean, I... I I would care more about some of the others named if I'd gotten to see them. Yeah. I haven't. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I care I care about Joker being on this list, but not in a way where I want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Little Women. Uh, yeah. It, there's a, it's a shame that I'm not so much, I think it wants to win, it needs to win Best Picture, but I was ashamed that Greta Gerwig is not nominated for Little Women. For Best Director? For Best Director. That like, it, it's really, it's really good. It's another uh, male-dominated. I've, yeah. I've wanted to see the movie. I did not get the chance, but I've heard that said a lot of places. Yeah. So... That's a bummer. Um, so there's not a whole lot of um, disappointments, I would say, with with Best Picture. At least nothing here that we didn't already assume was going to happen. My biggest disappointment is that there was other films that I know I did see that I think should be on this list a lot that of are movies. not on this list. A lot of movies. And there was room to have them included, yeah. and they chose not to, and I'm pissed. Which ones? Well, The Lighthouse, to name one. Mm, lighthouse, yeah. Uh, that it's snubbed entire okay a twenty four in general yeah. that it's snubbed entirely which had midsummer and uh and the lighthouse and uncut gems and all three were killer at the mm-hmm. box office and all three were snubbed well I was gonna say I was happy in to see, every category I was gonna say I I really like that Florence Pugh was nominated for best for best uh, uh, supporting actress supporting actress for Little Women but she should be nominated for Midsummer. I agree yeah. I agree because I'm like Horror I haven't often, seen the movie yeah. and I'm sure she's great in it but I'm like there's no way that her performance in Midsummer wasn't more killer yeah. I'm sorry mm-hmm. there isn't like she was probably like just miles ahead in what she was able to deliver in that movie and I don't get it she's and it, and emotionally it makes me, distraught that entire movie like, I, man. Get, I get it, all those films not being nominated for best picture but the fact that they don't show up anywhere is yeah. ridiculous yeah um, I mean me, if Scarlett Johansson can't get nominated twice why the hell couldn't Florence for me like I'm a big Rocket Man guy and like if Bohemian Rhapsody you yeah. get as many nominations as it did. Yeah. Even if you like, like I know, Brandon, you're not like hot on it, but it is a superior movie to Bohemian Rhapsody. Absolutely. Well, not so only that, like, not only that, like everyone has pointed out that like Rami Malek won the best uh, actor actor of the year for lip syncing, and Taron Egerton killed it doing it live himself. Performance. Live performances is like no. Uh, how is Touring he not? How is he not country? nominated? I get not winning, but how is he not nominated? It's it, this is an upsetting time. When I, oh, and and one of my most angry snubs and I haven't seen the film but I'm pissed is uh, that there's nothing for the farewell yeah yeah pissed yeah pissed 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 Aquafina should be up on that list a lot of people I, I, I haven't seen the movie but I know I just know she won at the Golden Globes she should at least be nominated this is insane yeah. I was pissed I, that I really liked that she was in I really liked her in the farewell. I know I you and a lot of other people like this is it's crazy I mean I haven't seen Rocket Man but even just by the trailers I know Taron Taron Edgerton was giving his all as John Lennon I was like he Who? has to be Taron Edgerton? No, who? No, you, uh, you, you said, said John, John Lennon. Lennon. You mean Elton John? Hey. God damn it! <laughs> I when I was a kid, I got the two mixed up all the time. It's okay. Hey, it's okay. Know. But hey as man, Warren Ellis, Rick Remender. Yeah. Mm. 
No, that's Mark Wade. Shit. <laughs> but as it's getting worse. <laughs> but with Taron playing Elton John, I was like, he has to. He has to at least be nominated. If Rami, because I liked Rami as uh, Freddie Mercury. He did sure. a good. He did a good job acting him. Obviously, he didn't sing it. But when you guys, when I heard, because I think Brandon, you played some of the soundtrack, and it was Taron singing. And I was like, damn. He sounds great as Elton John. He does. Yeah. He sounds fantastic. The only and two. It's, it's an actual like, no, singer. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Jamie Foxx when he played Ray. Yeah. Because he actually learned and to play piano funny. and he learned to sing. Almost like every Ray. biopic that it got that's big, like Walk the Line, Ray, all these yeah. movies, they did get Oscar. And I feel like because Bohemian Rhapsody like did get a nomination, that people hate that movie. I, they're 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 shitting on Rocket Man now. Uh, I think that the biggest thing about it is not even that. It's recency bias. This Oscars is so sucked into recency bias most of the things nominated came out in the last few months of the last year and they totally God. forgot about things that came out yeah. earlier in the year like, November, like rocket man because rocket man came out pretty early for in the, the summer, year which yeah. normally those those kind of films don't um and rocket man owned that earlier in the year Almost all the movies and so everybody just kind of forgot about it except like ford v ferrari like all those are like the movies that ford came v out ferrari recently. was recent was Man, it it's watch. still in theaters yeah jesus i need to watch ford v ferrari i heard it was really good yeah well it's it is picture. really good it is really good yeah. Um, yeah, there's only like two movies on this list that I didn't see. Uh, the Irishman and Marriage Story. Those are the two Netflix originals. Yeah, I haven't seen those either. I just think, I, I still just think it's phenomenal that Parasite is up for two best pictures. I agree. Best picture. That that's, is, that's crazy. There are cool things in this Oscars. I am glad that, um, I forget her name, uh, 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 it's hard to pronounce. What movie? But the Saoirse Ronan. No, the the composer for Joker. Got it. Who yes. won oh, at I, the Golden Globes, and that was a huge deal for her. The fact that she got nominated for the Oscars as well, I'm very happy. That music for her. is good. That music is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is one of the things I think is worth nominating about Joker. Hey, the bathroom um, scene is great. Oh, the music in the bathroom scene is really yeah. good. I agree with you. I think the score for Joker is really good. I think the cinematography is really good. And the costuming. I think Joaquin's good. And Joaquin's good. And, and that's it. And I don't think Joker should be nominated for anything else um, at all. Yeah. And I do think that's relevant because we're a comic book nerd podcast a lot. Mm. It has the most nominations of any movie. It's insane. Oh um, anyway, anyway, uh, I there are nice things and the Parasite's another one, but there's just so much like... I, I love other, the Lighthouse too, yeah. I there's mean, like, so much other BS. <sighs> Well, just to keep going. Yeah. Directing uh, The Irishman, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Um, so it's got to go to 1917, man. Probably. Right? Like, um, right. Actor in a leading role, Antonio Banderas, yeah, I saw that. for Pain and Glory, a movie that I'm assuming none of us saw. Nope. Um, Leonard, uh, Leonard DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Mara's Joy, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. And it's funny. I was talking to you, Sparks. Like, I've, I've only heard bad things about The Two Popes. I've heard, yeah, I heard right Jonathan thing. Price is good, but I've heard like, why is this movie even like anywhere in the Oscars? You, you know, you know, uh, I think this is a conspiracy. I think mm. we got a Pope's trilogy that snuck up on Aww, us. Aw, shit. The Young Pope. But that was a TV the show. New Pope, <laughs> the New Pope, which is a sequel to The Young Pope. It's true. And now, the Two Popes. The Two Popes. The two popes. <laughs> Guys. Two Popes, Two Furious. <laughs> we did it. There's a, there's a Pope's the Cinematic Universe. Past and Furious, Pope's trilogy. Okay. I don't want it. Yeah. Are you listening any others? Uh, yeah, actress Cynthia Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson, Saoirse Ronan, Charlize Theron, and Rosanna El- Renee Zellweger. People are so upset about that Harriet nomination. Really? Why? What? I don't uh, know anything about it. Uh, this is the Harriet Tubman yeah. film. Yeah. Is it a white girl? Uh, no, it's oh, okay. that it's that, that that movie was such a terrible representation of Harriet Tubman. Oh, really? I didn't hear literally anything. Uh, about that it. that movie got that movie got bombarded hard because uh, it's it's super white savior no! about Harriet Tubman and kind of ruins her character. Oh. Her, her historical identity and everyone's like how hard was it 
to make a movie just about how great Harriet Tubman was and somehow you messed it up. That's not how hard was it? Now I'm not knocking the actress for it, but people are pissed that that is being represented at the Oscars when so little other black representation is that Uh, that's the one slim. I know a lot of people are mad about that, 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 that this is the one that they're representing. They're like, okay, like what the hell did you just see the name? It's called Harriet. And you're like, Oh, Oscars (laughs) like, right. Yeah. Uh, actor in a supporting role, Tom Hanks. For a beautiful day in the neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for the two popes, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, both for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh my I, God! Just give, give, give Brad Pitt just have it. Brad Pitt should yeah. just give it to him. Right? Uh, yeah. To be honest, Something. to be honest, um, I think Brad Pitt deserves it more than um, Leonardo does mm-hmm. for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't even know why. In it's surprising he's nominated. I, I don't even yeah. know why, in comparison, Leonardo DiCaprio is up there. Yeah, uh, I think Brad Pitt was the better, the, the better performance in that, but. Now my other thing, Brad Pitt, like uh, Florence Pugh this year, why is he not up for Ad Astra <laughs> over Once oh. Upon a Time Astra, in Hollywood? Dude, nobody cares about Ad Astra. That's at not the all. point. That's not the point. Like if you're looking at that actor's performance of the year, like he had a better performance this year. Like I really like him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was killer in Ad Astra. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is this? I don't get it. Um, Oscars are weird, man. Actress in a supporting role with Cassie, Kathy Bates, uh, Laura Dern, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, Margot Robbie. I'm uh, happy to see Florence Pugh up there. Ad- Adam Sandler was very sweet in uh, when he was talking about like not uncut gems, not Poor getting anything, Adam. and he's like, "But, uh, but, uh, hey, good for Mama." And it was a picture of Kathy Bates. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I feel bad for Adam Sandler though, because like it, too. I do too. I like I haven't seen it, uh, but like apparently he, like this is the one that he. I should, feel bad for like I feel bad game. for A twenty four because A twenty four puts so much hard work into like letting directors come in and do things that they want to. Like the best genre movies. Like this top, is why top tier. This is why I got mad about Martin Scorsese's bullshit because like <laughs> even as he talks about like these <laughs> other directors from A twenty four, who's the one who gets to go to the Oscars and they don't? Me, baby. Yeah, Martin. I'm yeah. really. Ho- this is gonna sound petty, but I really hope Marcelo says he doesn't win anything. I hope Parasite beats out um, Irishman and Irishman's every... not gonna win anything. Good, no, because it Iri- shouldn't. Uh, because I, I guarantee you, half the Academy didn't even watch all of the Irishman. I, it's three and a half hours. I think I think three Irishman. And a half? I think yeah. Irishman has a fair chance at one, and yeah. it's adapted screenplay. Right. So adapted mm. screenplay is the next one. Uh, the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit. Happy to see that. Uh, I didn't realize it was a book. Uh, Joker, Little Women, and the Two Popes. Um, in the original screenplay, I'm very happy with actually with *Knives Out*. Yeah, *Marriage Story*, 1917. Yeah, we weren't even character. talking about that *Knives Out*. Only I, got nominated oh, for that. Yeah, Ryan like, Johnson should be on the director list too. Hell yeah, I agree. and like I know we all love *Knives Out*, and like we would love for it to win this. But like, everybody loves *Knives Out*. It, it, People who didn't like *Last Jedi* loves *Knives with, Out*. With with a. <laughs> A Quentin Tarantino year, and this is like one of his better movies that like people think. Like, I it's hard for me not to think that he's gonna get another one. As much as I want Knives Out to win, he deserves yeah, it. Like, I don't disagree with they that. They love Quentin Tarantino, dude. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see Knives Out. He's win. their blockbuster independent guy. You know what I mean? That's like Nolan. He, well, he he doesn't get Oscar cred like like Quentin Tarantino does. Nolan had The Dark Knight in, in Inception. Did, oh, did he? Dunkirk. Did he? Because everybody kind of forgot that uh, Heath Ledger got an Oscar for Joker, apparently. Yeah, they did. <laughs> because they really they're all did. like, hey, Joaquin Phoenix will break the mold of comic book characters getting Oscars, and everybody's like, are you kidding me? Heath Ledger did it after he died for yeah. playing the same motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oscars are bad. Um, uh, Oscars be dumb. Yeah, but Cinemato- I love them. Cinematography, only one we want to say is 1917. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I do want to comment on like all the ancillary ones because you're not listing all of them, and that's fine. But but the cinematography and the sound editing, set design and all that, uh, as happy as I am for a lot of the names that are listed there, again, 
too limited. There yeah. are other films that I'm like, how are these options? Like too many of these films that were put up in Best Picture and not others are just re uh, thrown in. I'm like, how again in cinematography? How did no A24 film make it in there? Especially how the did Lighthouse. the Lighthouse not make it yeah. in? Man, there? that's a the one it deserves. I thought it might look. cut out. How did the Lighthouse not make it into original screenplay? That screenplay is awesome. Hark, Triton. Mm. Um, animated film. I also want to touch on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because uh, I actually really liked the the pickings for animated film. I was really surprised. I was too. Uh, mm-hmm. How to Train a Dragon: The Hidden World. I lost my body, which apparently is a good movie that I've never seen. Klaus, excited to see Klaus. Klaus on is there. nominated. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it yeah. is, I and I really hope it gets on a, it. On Twitter, they had the reaction video of the staff. They're watching the Oscar nominations, oh. and then the second they said Klaus, they just eruption. Yeah, I find you that. couldn't hear the rest of the nominees because yeah, how happy yeah. they were. And then uh, Missing Link is happy to see like his film. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, and Pixar. Toy Story Four. Toy Story Four. Toy Story 4. Not Frozen I, Two. No, no, no Frozen that, Two. Yeah. Frozen, Frozen Two got snubbed in everything except for uh, the song, song, which I think yes. Frozen Two arguably should win the song because I can't get that thing out of my head. Yeah. Ah! Song, yeah, yeah. Song, I agree. Well, this is the only Rocket I, Man. This is the only one that Rocket Man. I know it is, and, but the thing that is, unfortunately, not bet, not I gotta song, give though. it to the. I think I gotta give it to the Frozen Two song. Yeah. But um, what what we were saying about the anime films, I really, really hope Klaus wins. Same here. Me too. Dude, for I real. I think Klaus deserves it. I don't uh, honestly. Yo, I'm it, sorry. I don't understand how How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World is on this list or Toy because Story it was 4. not. No, I understand Toy Story Four. How, how to Train Your Dragon Hidden World was a narratively a disappointment. I I agree. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's because it's like it's it's been nominated before. It's the f- finale, like. Yeah. And also, what are they going to nominate? Wonder Park? Like, it's not. Gonna no, Fro- I'm, I'm saying over Frozen oh, Two, over Frozen which two. I arguably think was a better animated film this year. Yeah. Even visually, I think some of the things they do with uh, the way they form light and water in Frozen Two is, a- uh, from an animation standpoint, more impressive and forward momentum pushing yeah. than anything that's in Hidden World. This is an, an ignorant question by me, but. Animated movies can't be nominated for like special effects, right? Because like what no, you're saying, they only get nominated in the animated. That kind of sucks because like, it, but like, mm. how would you do that? Because like, you're right. Frozen Two like elevates the because nothing else gets considered. Because like, no no director will ever of an anime film will ever be considered for best director. Yeah. No. Yeah. It is. It doesn't work that way. That sucks. Yeah. It, it, it does. Because like, Beauty and the Beast was nominated for best picture 25 years ago, but mm-hmm. it rarely up, happens. Up, up was nominated for it best barely picture. happens anymore. Toy Story Three was. Oh yeah. Yeah, Man, I, come on. I uh I would be happy with either Klaus or Missing Link winning. This award. I would too. I would really like it for it to be Klaus because it feels like even though Leica is also an underdog, it feels like the big underdog. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this this could be the this could be the thing that maybe gets everybody to go. Maybe we should like look at 2D animation again, guys. Yeah, yeah. maybe we should reconsider what nice. we're doing. I want Klaus to win so bad. Uh, original scores, I don't know. Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, 1917. It's Marriage gonna go Story. to John Williams because it's the finale of his career. It's going to go to John Williams. But he's won before. I could see Thomas Newman taking this with 1917. I think it's going to be John Williams. I'm not saying I think it's going to be a, like one of those collective, like, it's it's the end. He's the old. The thing is, the thing is, like, I get it because it's like his last one. But it's like, that's what Lifetime Achievement Awards are for. And he has yeah. one. Yeah. That's exactly. what, he has plenty of Oscars. He has so many Oscars. He doesn't need to win it. That's the thing is like, yeah, it was great. Was it, a, it, it wasn't better than other previous things he's done. Oh, it I, was good, but it wasn't. To be fair, like the the score is really good. It is good. It uh, is. To bring it back to what I was talking about earlier, Star Wars Rebels. I love the music in Rebels because it's all the Star Wars music. It's just kind of like remixed a little bit. Yeah, it's all the same themes, just a little different. Yeah, and I'm that like, composed is really good. Yeah, I'm like, this is some good stuff. He also composed Clone Wars. Right. Also, on. by the time I was done with Jedi Fallen Order, also an incredible score. Yeah, yep. I gotta say. Yeah, they, yeah there yeah, are the some really, music is there really are some good. really dope mu- moments yeah. in that. 
Um, visual effects, I think, is probably one of the few, one of the last ones we'll talk about, which is Avengers Endgame, uh, The Irishman, uh, The Lion King, 1917, and Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. This is such a conflicting one, <laughs> because like, Endgame has the most effects, but also it does look really good. But also, 1917 is is it's like like. You don't know what CGI and what isn't CGI because it looks it looks I re- real. I really don't want it to be, and I really hate to say it, but it's probably going to the Lion King. I cannot believe that. No, no here's the thing. Here's the thing. Visual effects wise, it's awesome. It's really great, and that's yeah. kind of the only thing that it has going for it. They probably will give it to it because it's a film entirely made out of animation that looks real. I don't. I don't want. Uh, that's upsetting. It's stupid. But it is true. And to be fair, I kind of want them to because those were all the people that just got laid off. True. True. They can yeah. give a sweet ass They speech. deserve it. No, oh yeah, the movie right. itself isn't good, but the people who worked on those visual effects do deserve it. It is a good looking movie. Yeah, as I'll much as that. I don't like The Lion King, I kind of want them to get the Oscar. Yeah, yeah you're right. And that's really it. The rest of like just the... And then there's the, the just the fact that Joker has 11. Yeah. Way too high. Wild. Way Joker's too high. Joker's wild. <laughs> Todd Phillips doesn't deserve. I was best. he nominated for best director? Yes. yes, he was. It's so stupid. Um, f that. Todd. F that. F that screenplay. I don't under. Uh, people get so sucked into this idea that that film was like a masterful thing, and I'm like, guys, there is no meat on those bones. They are society. enjoyable bones, but there is no meat. But there. it's the downfall of society, and this is a reflection I, of humanity. Don't you uh, understand? It's parasite? not. It's there's nothing there. Yes, <laughs> guys. I can't. I've had to. I've had to defend like how. Because I'm starting to like Joker a little. I still think it's a good movie. For, I do too. But yes, it, the the meat is not there. It yes. is a vegetarian. Right. Right. And I'm trying to explain this to people, but they're like, you don't understand that this is a society. I'm like, you got to stop saying it. It's a joke. People a joke. people have latched onto it as as this idea of of mental health representation and things like that. And I'm like, it really isn't that, guys. You got to not conflate this into something it isn't because it really isn't. True. Um, I appreciate you guys liking my tweet where I said that like I I. I have thought about it rarely since that movie came out in like any kind of meaningful way because there's just nothing to dig into. You know, yeah. so have I. I yeah. saw that once and then I was like, it's, okay, I'll it's enjoyable, but it, it it is a popcorn film that dressed itself like an art film. It's, True. It's weird because every because a lot of other comic book films I want to buy on Blu-ray. Like, I want that, that meme is like, why would you say something so? <laughs> why would you say something? Oh, so so bold, <laughs> so bold and yet so true. <laughs> so controversial yet so yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As I was saying, there's a bunch of comic films I haven't bought on, on Blu-ray yet that I want to, like Shazam, Aquaman. Do you have Endgame? I do have Endgame. Yeah, you do. Of course do you I have do. a Endgame? I hate, damn it. No, Disney won't allow it. Bringing it back, that's true. <laughs> Go on, Ben. I have you really- still have my copy of Suicide Squad. I do. Do you want it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. I really have no desire to get Joker. I don't that's- know- which That's an okay thing. Yeah, to it is. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I still yeah. like the movie you a lot. Save, you want to save 20 bucks? Kinda. Yeah. Don't get Joker. I mean, it's a fine movie. I'm probably gonna own it eventually. But as of now, it's like it's not very high that's on a, my. That's a good. I wanna. Bucket. I wanna spend money to get those Blu-rays. Like, oh, I remember I, something. I, I want to watch other movies instead. Yeah, I feel that. I remember something I did real quick. Speaking of buying Blu-rays, I pre-ordered the Knives Out Steelbook. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Oh. Nice. It's such a pretty it's one. So nice. Knives yeah. Out. That's what I want to buy on Blu-ray the second the second I can. The Steelbook <laughs> is in the style of one of Thrombey's books. And Ooh. now, and now that we know there will be another, you know, the next Steelbook will be too. I know. Um, yeah, I'm I want really, him to have I'm a different really accent for the next movie. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> this is Ryan Johnson's tweet where he's just like, "I'll be honest, we have considered yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we we have considered it. Uh, that's so good." Um, yeah, I it, it, I think Joker gets really gets under my skin because 
I think it gets so conflated into like, look guys, Joaquin Phoenix did such a good job and look how artsy the film. So isn't it great? And I'm like, yeah, but it, it's a, it's a popcorn blockbuster film script. It, it, there's nothing extra there. Do you remember the main there's song? There's nothing. Like I can talk to you for hours about the philosophy behind Lighthouse or Midsommar or, or The Last Jedi. And I cannot do that with Joker. So remember the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper movie that came out last yeah. year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Star is Born. Do you remember what the main song from that was called? Falling? No, called Shallow. Shallow. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's, that's what I think about Joker. Yeah. Shallow. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. I, I like the movie fine, but it is not this. It is not 11 nominations worthy. Agreed. Let's move on. Sure. Moving on up. Some movie news. No, oh. t- no time to die. The J- the new James Bond movie coming out this oh my year. God. Uh, oh my has God. tapped Billie Eilish. <laughs> Duh. To do the main se- main I'm theme. Oh, so excited! <laughs> I can't even imagine what this is gonna be, but I'm so excited. I think it's great because there's nothing like. Because James Bond, like, his whole thing, this, like, entire trailer, he's like, yo, guys, I'm old. <laughs> and Billie Eilish is, like, the definition of young, punky. That's what like, I was thinking. I was like, so yeah. why would they get a, hip, a teenager, a teenager to do, I'm too old for this Bond? Yeah, I love um, it. I, so I think that um, no one will ever top for a James Bond theme, Skyfall from Adele. Yo, that's I don't exactly think you not. can do the James Bond theme better than that. So it's done. And, uh, I love and then, Casino Rails. Uh, no, that's fine. I'm saying after. After that came oh, out, okay, sure. I don't think you can make anything better because last time was Spectre and that was Sam Mendes? Sam, Sam, no, no, Sam, no. Sam Smith. Sam, Sam Smith. Yeah, Sam Smith. And uh, that I'm was him all. trying to do Adele he on was. his own level That was the whole match mandate. It. Like, do that again. Yeah, Adele and too. that didn't work. And now they're like, Adele. okay, so like, what if we get Billie Eilish and, it, and who knows what it'll be? And I'm like, that's great because you're never going to hit the Adele level again. So just go, go weird. Skyfall's awesome. It is. Skyfall's hey, so good. Skyfall is random. Let I the love Skyfall. That. That's, that song is freaking phenomenal. Skyfall is the last Jedi of James Bond. Shit. You're, Why would you say something so controversial? <laughs> that, is, true. that is very true, though. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Damn. I would agree with that. <laughs> the Eternals. I am eternally a fan. The Eternals, the new, Marvel, the new Marvel Cinematic Universe movie coming out later this year, has a synopsis. Trailer incoming, most likely. Um, Marvel Studios, the Eternals. no, 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 incoming isn't part of this. Oh, you <laughs> that already came out last year. It came out December. <laughs> Shit, Marvel Studios, the Eternals features an exciting new team of superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe: ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years. Following the events of Avengers: Endgame, an unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. This is a very interesting idea because I'm not sure. Could them even mentioning Endgame means that like that had ramifications on the Eternals now. So I'm like, when, when is this movie? Well, I wonder if they're going well because it says that they've been hiding on Earth. Yeah, for why, a while. Why have they been hiding? Do you on know Earth? why? It's because like, oh man, these guys have been hiding on Earth. Who else has been hiding on Earth? Mutants. I wonder. I wonder if the the ramifications of Avengers Endgame is just that uh, Thanos is a deviant. Uh yeah. Um. That makes the most sense. You killed our son. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like they're, they're talking about the deviants, and they've been no mention of Thanos being one in the yes. MCU. As, as no, he now. was treated totally as a normal person of a planet. Yeah. <laughs> so this would be the the time to do it. Yeah. That would be a super big, big super big retcon, though. Because like this is where I lived. This is the planet. Where are the Eternals? Well, the Eternals could have been forced out of Titan. 
because the Eternals and the Deviants would have gone to war, much like the Scrolls did with their. But there's the Scrolls. But the there's just like there. Yeah, but that's very different. There's just no film implication of like the deviant's existence or yeah. how that would even yeah, relate see, to yeah. Thanos. Yeah, I have no problem with like, the story. Just like what, okay, where they have to pick up from. It's like the last Jedi to Rise Skywalker. I'm like, a lot of leaps we're going for. Um, <laughs> yeah. But this is a very basic premise of like, yeah, these ancient guys have to fight evil ancient guys. So like, it's interesting. Yeah. We've we've seen set photos of of uh, Jon Snow and and Kit Harrington. Uh, Kit Harrington. Um, so like, he's been, yo, nighting it up. Yo, you know what? Know something? Eric. Apparently, Kit Harrington was in Silent Hill. The movie. Yeah, he's in the second yeah. one. I did not know that. Yeah, it's a bad movie. I, I still did not know both? that. No, the first one's pretty The first good. one's good. The yeah. first one was Sean Bean? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that I mean, one Sean was Bean's good. in both of them. Oh, okay. And then the, the second one undoes the good of that ending. Yep. And it uh, it's in 3D, and it was trying to utilize 3D, so it's like Silent Hill 3D revelations. It's oh, bad. Oh, okay. Yep. I just saw Kit Harrington. Because you know when you're scrolling through Netflix and you see like the little trailer? It was funny. It was like, hey, is that John I just, Snow? I just remembered the ending of Silent Hill, and I got messed up all over again. With yeah, Sean Bean right? and his wife? Where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's sad. Uh, I remember Del Toro was going to do a Silent Hill game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but with Hideo Kojima. And then Konami yeah. decided to strike him down because Konami sucks. And then Death Stranding existed. Yeah. What could um, that's <laughs> that's going to be one of my next games. Wait, yeah. is Silent Hill up there on, on video game movies? Yes, 100%. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say one top of five. The, one top of the five. betters, top for five. sure. Okay. So Mortal Kombat... Silent Hill. Uh, Tomb Raider. I think it's good. I'd put Tomb Raider. Because there's really not a lot of great ones. <laughs> Where does Detective Pikachu go? Oh, oh! I always forget. If we're doing top five, we're only at four with Detective Pikachu. I could put yeah. Detective Pikachu up there. It's been a while since I've Incoming seen... Incoming Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, God, that comes out to so bottom, bottom five. Bottom five? Bottom ten? <laughs> bottom 30? I hope that's the theme. I don't want it to be instruments. I want it to be that. Just somebody going... Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We you like guys Oscar. Hurt me. We like Oscar Isaac. <laughs> yeah, I do. We like comic books. We do. You ever heard of a comic book called The Great Machine? No. <laughs> no? That's because it was originally called Brian K. Vaughn's Ex Machina. Hey, guys, you want to see an Oscar Isaac movie called Ex Machina? Ex Machina? <laughs> <laughs> that's why they changed the name. Which is exactly why they changed the name. I was like, I, I, read that, I read the headline, Oscar Isaac, the star in this movie, Ex Machina, and I'm like, Am I why, why is somebody posting news from three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> so didn't that movie come out already? Uh, sure so Oscar Isaac is attached to star and, uh, and produce an adaptation of Brian K. Vaughn's comic book Ex Machina uh, for Legendary Pictures. This is probably part of Brian K. Vaughn's overall deal with Legendary Pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, he will star as the main character Mitchell Hundred uh, in the series, which is the only superhero in that world. Um, and he, it's written by Anna Waterhouse and Joe Shrapnel. It's a cool name. That is a cool name. Joe Shrapnel. Hey, Brian, how's that Gundam script coming along? He's probably he's not writing this one. So Damn he's it. probably still doing it. Oh, okay, good, good, good. I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. I he's got to play through all three paths of Fire Emblem, three houses before he finishes the script. Oh, shit. Well, why? Be- why do you do this to me? <laughs> why do you do this to me? Uh, God so, damn it. Uh, has any of us read uh, Ex Machina? So this is one of the only books I haven't read, but I bought it for like a dollar at there. the last Comic-Con. <laughs> So I have it up there. I just haven't read it yet. Well, let us know. Let us know. Now I have an excuse to read it. How it goes, yeah. That was funny. I missed it, Ben. I'm sorry. Oh, Ben Ben said, Ben said, like, way away from the mic. He's like, I'm not sitting next next to you next week. I'm sitting over there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love you. (laughs) This has been talked about for a long time. It was originally going to be a TV show, and then, like, yeah, I remember the TV show. And then now it's going to be a movie. Cool. I'm excited. That first movie's dope. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Ex Machina. It's dope. (laughs) I was confused again. (laughs) Damn it. 
apparently, according to the actor who played the Merovingian on uh, in the first two in the first in the second Matrix film and the third and one. the third. Yeah, you go. I vaguely remember the third. I'll be honest. Don't worry about um, it. Everyone vaguely remembers the third. Is in the current script of Matrix Four. Oh man, <laughs> do you guys know about the Merovingian? The and second. His- T- the second Matrix. And you guys know about the second Matrix world that had vampires and werewolves? What? And the Merovingian's guards in the second Matrix movies are vampires and werewolves. And if you look really closely, some of them have extra hair and have fangs. Did you ever notice? Because they didn't tell us that. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm not joking. No, this is true. This is all true. This Wait, is true. Are you talking about those two ghost brothers? They are, no, so those are ghosts. They're, they're, so the, the Merovingian's crew is all refugees from the second Matrix. Yes, and they are they are mytho- mythological creatures. Okay, so let me get this straight. Because the second the Mer- Matrix was a hellscape. So the Merovingians, am I saying that, that French right? dude. The Merovingians. Yeah, the French yeah. dude and the, yeah. and the other French wow, lady, you right? gotta watch the Matrix. Yeah, Jeez. no, they never say, and they never tell you this. You had to play, the, you had to watch the Animatrix, play Enter the Matrix, but and I watch, did watch the Animatrix. I watched the Animatrix. Did you play Enter the Matrix? Yes, no. I played that game. That's your problem, Sparks. This is this is some J.K. Rowling shit. You Dude, guys. I played the Animatrix game years ago. I did both runs of both as Naomi and Ghost. I didn't know about this until years ago. Yeah, but this no, is this a true is a, thing. But this is true. Yeah. This is what the Merovingian was from this. He, oh my he god, I the, want the Matrix Underworld. He is <laughs> the architect, much like the much like the the uh, Oracle. Dude, just tell me that all the Underworld series is the second Matrix. Oh shit. Oh. Oh shit. shit. They're wearing black leather. <laughs> that's that's think, oh. think about it. Think about it. Bring Kate back and say, "Oh, the Matrix Four. Just tell me the entire Underworld series was the second Matrix." Damn, she's the other one. This is uh, what I want. So, so yeah. So the Merovingian for the second Matrix was what the what? Oracle is to the current Matrix. What else is being a werewolf then bit by a vampire becoming a hybrid except breaking code? Shit, oh. <laughs> guys. Why would I say something so controversial? <laughs> that's so true. This is a YouTube video. In the this making. is. This is. How Underworld is the secret, the success of the prequel. <laughs> so now you guys know more about the Matrix than you probably ever thought you'd know. If Really, if you rewatch those scenes, some dudes have some extra hair and some dudes have fangs. They yeah. never say anything. They're just gun dudes doing gun stuff. I but they're, they're werewolves and vampires and ghosts. I thought hey, they you were know what? just... You know what? Watch Patrick H. Willem's video on the Matrix sequels. Okay, I will. I think I will do that. Yes, those are good Once videos. my internet comes back, because my internet's done right yes. now. Uh, the the next thing we'll go to the is... Fact, I'm sorry, just the fact that he's coming back is like, what is this movie? gonna be I now know, right? bring it back to werewolf people <laughs> i just i i like uh, to be honest i didn't care yeah. about matrix 4 didn't care at all i was Until like now. i was i was done yeah i'm really in now <laughs> the only part of matrix 4 that i care about was that it was coming out the same day as john Wick 4 i'm like keanu reeves day i want to support i want to support keanu reeves because i think that man shit. is great who's moving john wick or or, or or matrix i don't know nobody nobody it's just keanu <laughs> okay uh, they, they they like the studios come together and they like start offering double features. No, I would. How could you not? I'd watch that double feature. I'm right? Pretty, the on the entire internet has dubbed that day Keanu Reeves <gasps> Day, anyways. So uh, I'm pretty sure the studios are gonna be like, "This is hey truce for now. Let's do this <laughs> shit." This is kind of the one time where it could work out because the thing is, no one else will compete with the two of them. It's true. Yeah. True. If they stay on that date, it'll just be them. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? People could go to two movies. Yeah. 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 Um. I'm all right. Excited. Mortal Kombat Legends, colon, Scorpion's Revenge. Hell of a press week for Keanu, though. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Snake SpongeBob comes out that same day? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's probably That's moving. the competition. <laughs> uh, all right. Mortal Kombat Legends, colon, Scorpion's Keanu Revenge. Keanu for everyone, all ages. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, directed by Ethan uh, Spaulding, Batman, who directed Batman Assault on Arkham. That's, uh, a, that's one of the good ones. I like that yeah. movie. And written yeah. by Jeremy Adams, who wrote Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans, the uh, straight-to-DVD sequel to Teen Titans Go to the movies. Sure. Um, is This is an animated movie. 
based on based on Mortal Kombat, obviously, with the cast of Joe McHale playing Johnny Cage, Jennifer Carpenter playing Sonya Blade, Jordan Rodriguez as Liu Kang, Patrick Seitz as Scorpion, Steve Bloom as as Sub Zero, Art Butler as Shang Tsung, Darren DePaul as Quan Chi, Robin Atkin Dows, Downs as Kano, David B. Mitchell as Raiden, uh, Ike Amati as Jax Briggs, Kevin Michael Kevin Michael Richardson, oh shit, as Goro, yeah. Gray Griffin as Katana and Satoshi Hasashi, Hasashi, Satoshi Hasashi, so whatever. Yeah. Fred. Come on. Ta- you got it. Tatasior. That's not right. Oh no! Oh, the the voice actor's name is Fred Tatascore. Shit. Tatascore. Yeah. Right, he voices go. the Hulk in the Avengers cartoons. He's going to be Demon Torturer. Oh, cool. Uh, all I care about is that Shang Tsung at one point just pops up out of nowhere and goes, "Did I hear challenge?" <laughs> That's a future joke for you guys. Um, you guys are in for a real joke. Challenge? Uh, you so spilled my beer. Challenge? So uh, Steve Bloom is, is Sub-Zero? Yes. He's been Sub-Zero in all the MK games, too. Nice. So, oh. so uh, this is super cool. Uh, I Why did jo- they get Ronda Rousey? <sighs> Jennifer Carpenter is a really good actress, yeah. so this is a... This is good. Um, Joe, I think Joe McHale's a really good choice for voicing him. Not like yeah. I don't think like a we could uh, probably uh, both visually up. play him. But yeah, but I think his voice and his like mannerisms are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I agree. I'm I'm excited for this. We don't know if it's going to be part of the uh, part of the movie. Uh, I, with I, I highly I doubt it's related to the movie. But if it's like connected to the games, I'd be in. Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, do out the this half of 2020. So it's oh, out cool. soon. We Rad. don't have a release date yet though. I'm just really. It's probably a. Have they announced where it's coming out? It's, it's probably a launch HBO Max title. No, it's, it, a, it's HOV. Home on home on video. It'll probably be on HBO High Max. High octane vehicle. It wouldn't surprise me. It's Warner Brothers. HBO Max is coming out when? The April. summer. Oh, I thought it was April. Well, that, that's that's early. That's Warner Peacock. Brothers. That's Peacock. We'll get there. Oh. Um, in Mortal Kombat news, Joker just had a trailer. He's the newest guest character in Mortal Kombat 11. You guys can play as the Oscar-winning character Joker. Oh, it's like specifically Whoa. that version. No, no, it's not. no, no, it's not. Because I, I'll it's, it's, a, it's its own version. Oh, okay, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, national. It's treasure. actually it's pretty graphic and fun. Oh, guys, cool. Guys, are are <gasps> we're here? Our prayers have been answered <gasps> for years. National Treasure Three, yeah, <laughs> is going forward at Disney. Finally, get to find this out what news I I didn't know that I wanted. Listen, guys, he's gonna steal the Declaration of Independence again. Just wait. No, he needs. No, no, no. It's going to be the book. It's about the book. You know know what he's going to do? He's going to break into Lincoln Memorial because there's a secret uh, laboratory inside Lincoln's head. Look, clearly, I need to remind you all. He's going to go after the president's book because it turns out that the president was a bad guy in Kingsman: The Golden Circle. God damn! Here we go. So he has to go into the book. That the president held gave to him <laughs> okay. at give the end you, of National Treasure 2. I'll give you Underworld to the Matrix. I won't sanction this buffoonery. <laughs> it's the same president. I'm not going to do it. same president. I'm not doing it. Uh, yeah, so National Treasure, Lee Jones. National Treasure 3 is officially happening. However, they have, been, they have been a little coy as to whether or not it is a reboot or, in fact, National Treasure 3. I hope it's going to be National Treasure Guys, 3. Guys, it has to be National Treasure 3 because nobody's coming back if it doesn't have Nicolas Cage. No. I don't wa- nobody wants it's it. Like no. tra- it's like the Transporter sequel without Jason Statham. Yeah. Like, nobody wants that. Oi. Hey, even this uh, is only on Disney+. Plus. I'm still going to watch it. This is a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Bremner has, is attached as the screenwriter. Um, Did he uh, do the first name? Two? What's his name? Jerry Bruckheimer is still Producing? producer. Yeah. Um, and it's not <coughs> clear if John Turtletop will be returning as director. Mm. Okay. He's too busy making the trench. We just need Nicolas mm. Cage back. Yeah. 
I would like all of them back. I mean, I want the whole cast back, but like you, you need. Remember, Helen Mirren was his mom. Yeah, she was. Yes, I remember. Oh, John Voight's his dad. Yeah. Who's the? We don't need John. Wonderful back, hero, John Voight. Oh who's, no. Who's the Riley? Who's who plays Riley again? I know he. I know he's in the other Hangover movies. Oh, I forget that guy's I, I name. Adam Pally? I don't know his name. I, know, I forget but, his name too. But I poor lo- guy. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I want that trio back for sure. Chris Bremner mm-hmm. did not direct the first three. Oh, uh, right. That uh, directed did not write the first two. Okay. He did, however, write this year's Bad Boys for Life. Okay. Which apparently is pretty good. Yeah, I've oh. I had a couple coworkers say it's really fun, and I'm like, that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Hell yeah. I haven't seen any Bad Boys movies. They're good Same. action movies. I've seen yes. Bad Boys too. That's a little yeah, I've that's seen. A, it's a good. It's a good one. All right. New shows with an exclamation point. <gasps> That's actually the thing I wrote. I believe it. <laughs> uh, Superman and Lois have been ordered straight to series. That's the only news we got on that, but that's cool. On the C-dubs? On the CW. Uh, I was telling Ryan, because this is kind of related, um, I do not want a Green Arrow and the Bl- and the Canaries show now. Yeah. Now that's that Superman what? and Lois is there, because I'm like, wi- wi- like, I do not need a CW show every day of the week. <laughs> I just bad. don't. You're getting it. I just don't. <laughs> and there's more coming. We Star Girl. It hasn't been. It hasn't been pushed to series. The Canaries. So uh, not that's yet. True. That's not true. yet. Uh, so yeah, this one. Don't see it. Lois not happen. Uh, this one ordered a series. Um, oh, I don't want to do that one yet. That one's too juicy. Yeah, I, I, I will remind you. This is the same. Uh, you know, this is the same network that had Supernatural try to three times to create a spinoff series, and every time said, "You know what? Even we have to say no." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying, I can see Green Arrow and the Black Canary is going the same way. Uh, Aquaman, King of Atlantis. This yeah! is bonkers. An animated series from James Wan uh, going to air on HBO Max. Oh, okay. A, a th- miniseries. A miniseries. Uh, this is Victor Victor Cartwright, who is doing Thundercats Roar. Um, Marley Halpern Grosser, who did Batman vs. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. are attached to showrunners. Uh, for this, and James Wan is executive producing. Um, it'll be split into three parts, and we'll deal with Aquaman adjusting to being king. Uh, James Wan had this to say. The series begins with Aquaman's first day on the job as king of Atlantis, and he's got a lot of catching up to do. Luckily, he has his two royal advisors to back him up, Volko, the scholar, and Mera, the water-controlling warrior princess. I would watch that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, between dealing with unscrupulous surface dwellers, elder evils, from beyond time and his own half-brother who wants to overthrow him, Aquaman is going to have to rise to the challenge and prove to his subjects and to himself that he's the right man for the Trident. Okay, so if this is connective tissue for the movies, I'm going to lose my mind. Me too. Does yeah. that does that thing like uh, the line of like, oh, like el- ancient elder? Yeah. It wasn't there like a Jeff Johns one where it's like the first king of Atlantis yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that. Yeah, well, we've already like met that. this first king. in the That's where he went and got the Trident. Oh. So they're probably not doing that. Oh, never mind. Arion, right? Mm-hmm, something like that. Atlantean? Uh, or no. That because it's a miniseries. Because it's a miniseries, I am convinced at the moment. Because it's James Wan in a miniseries. I'm like, this is connecting like uh, the Aquaman 1 and Aquaman 2. And oh, yeah. I am all about that. This yeah. is that, like I, I think comic. I think DC yeah. just started to overtake Marvel a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're gonna have your shows be animated, and you're gonna say that, oh, by the way, everything we ever produce is is a, met, a multiverse. Well, way to go, DC. You're now competition to Marvel. Yeah. You did yeah, it. Finally. You did it. Um, I'm, I'm so happy. This reminds me of like like a tie-in comic. Oh my god, like I hope movie, every, but I, it's I'm sure Jason like, Momoa will come back, but I hope everyone else does too. Yeah. Yeah. They'll all do it. Me too. Hell yeah. Um, 
Guys, we liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yes? Yeah, I liked it. I sure did. Would you I'm watch positive Would you it. watch a series called Bounty Law? Is Quentin Tarantino involved? Yes. Then yes, I would. Is, Tarantino is Leonardo DiCaprio involved? Unclear. Yeah. Tarantino is developing a five-episode miniseries based on his fake show in Once Upon a Time in is, Hollywood. Is Timothy Oliphant involved? Because, like, I'm, I'm, I'm so oh. there. Dude, oh, I'm yeah. so yeah. there. Oh. He showed up on The Good Place last week. It was really good. Oh, he's, he's great even Everything. in the bad things. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. We don't know anything about that. He said it's going to take like a year, a year and a half to get to get. Tarantino going. really doesn't do like t- like TV stuff, even though he makes like his well, movies kind of episodic. Well, the thing is, he I mean he hasn't. He's he directed TV episodes. He has. He's directed ER and he also guest directed an episode of CSI. How long ago? Oh, this was like the CSI one was much more recent than the ER one. Yeah. He generally doesn't do TV stuff. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. So he he loves us enough to make the jump to he actually doing a TV show instead of like oh I'm gonna direct one episode. Well, it and helps just, when it's also like just a five episode series, yeah, mini series. Yeah. But I'm like, yes, I would watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Give me Timothy Oliphant, and I'm yep. happy. Oh me God. too. Get yes. that little girl. Oh, dude, oh, she's yeah. so great. Yeah. So now I don't know how much of this I actually want to say, um, but. The Lord of the Rings has announced its cast. It's oh, full yeah. cast. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bunch of people I've never heard it's of. It's a lot of people from Game of Thrones. And we don't know who any of them are playing. Uh, don't name it. We yeah, will wait yeah. till more. But it's cool that they're there. Yes. Yeah. Ben, if you look at like the pictures of all the people casted, literally like a third of them are from Game of Thrones. Sweet. Yeah. So it makes sense. They, they all look good with long flowing hair. Yeah. So what are you gonna uh, do? I think also part of it is that, that not all of them are native to like you know America. They live closer to where they're going to film. Mm-hmm. Well, moving on. Moving on? We've had young Sheldon. We've had Everybody Hates Chris. What is this? Goodbye, guys. <laughs> oh, Mike's gone. What now we this? have young Rock. Oh. Oh, you misled me with the young Sheldon stuff. This yeah, is fine. I, I, oh. was dis- I, was I was like, I thought wait. you were about to talk some, some Chuck Lorre stuff, and I'm like, no, no I'm wait, out. Wait, wait, young mm-hmm. Rock as in like The Rock? Dwayne Johnson oh, okay. is writing. It was the same person that you said. Dwayne The Rock <laughs> Johnson, just to make it clear for Ben. Uh, is producing a series based on his early informative years uh, from the, from fre- with Fresh Off the Boat creator. I'm sorry, non Nanachaka. I'm sorry, Khan and co-executive producer Jeff Chang. Uh, they who wrote the pilot. They'll be kind of executive producing the series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got an 11 episode order, uh, and The Rock will also be a cast member. Um, it will, sounds like all those other shows. He yeah. will appear in each episode as the focus and inspiration uh, of the series will be about his formative years. Everybody hates okay. Chris. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I like that show. I watched it. Young I like Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah. Chris yeah. So Dwayne, Dwayne, I enjoy Dwayne Johnson. Fresh, I enjoy Fresh Off the Boat. That's a fun show. It's a good show. Yeah, it's a really good show. Yeah. Uh, I probably won't watch this to be honest because <laughs> I, I just will. I don't watch a lot of regular kind of TV shows like this. But uh, like there are worse people to do this with. Who? Like, the Rock's a cool guy. Who off the top of your head could play Young Rock? It's an unknown. It's gotta You're be. A, it's gotta be somebody. Here's what you do. You see. I don't know any young Samoans. Because you CG. Because Dwayne Johnson. That's uh, to be a kid. Uh, uh, I, I'm picturing like the picture that you've seen of like teenage rock, teenage Dwayne Johnson when he still looks forty. <laughs> and and my immediate like actual known actor jump to is uh, 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 I forget his name, but um, uh, the black uh, young teen actor uh, from Jumanji, the new Jumanjis. Oh yeah. He looks like the pictures of Teenage Rock. Okay. And I think he has the charisma too. Okay. A, of known actors. No, like yeah, obviously yeah. if you you find you could find an unknown who fits better but like of known actors, he pops to my I mind. I can't even think of anyone cuz I don't edit this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I took a glance and I you were missing something. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> 
I was so confused. I was like, I didn't write that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, this one says no shows with an exclamation point. <laughs> um, Watchmen is not going forward with the season two. Good. Uh, Good. Damon Lindelof mm. is not was was pretty clear that he had no more ideas for a second and, season. And, okay. And HBO backed it. And, and HBO, HBO was like, yeah, was like, we, we're not going to do it. Yeah, we understand. I respect that so much. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Because like, no, because you do a shitty season two and then it's like everything they built was ruined. No one's going to ever think about that show being as good as it was. But like, even Lindelof was talking about like it could be picked up by another person if they've got an idea and HBO wants to go for it. Right, because that. ultimately they have more control than he does. Yeah. But I'm glad that HBO said, no, we understand that like you need to you need to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that that's good that he was that even David Lindelof was like I don't have any ideas for a second season. To Maybe be fair, someday. he was thinking about Watchmen for years yeah. before he came yes. to this. We talked about it on on the Fake Nerds Watch, but they've asked him multiple times for almost a decade now right. to make a show. Yeah, and this was defined. This was like okay, I think I finally have an idea for it. Right. So like I I really respect HBO for not wanting to tarnish something really great they built. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, the Dark Tower. Uh, Amazon has passed on a Dark Tower series. <laughs> Dark Tower. So yeah, there's that. Someone can do it. It's gonna happen eventually. That's what I'm saying. Someone can do it. I don't know who. It, it, it's it, it. I stand by that. It's crazy that we can't seem to get a Stephen King cinematic universe because it's it's like right there staring you in the face. And Dark Tower would be like the pinnacle Avengers, Infinity War, Avengers Endgame of it. Yeah. And and the fact that like nobody can seem to put that together is is baffling to me. All right, comics. Mostly Marvel mm. comics. We're not talking about. Before we go into comics, um, can we touch on the Hulk rights stuff? Event Leviathan, checkmate. We're not talking about that. To finish what I was saying. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Event Leviathan. Okay. Event Leviathan. I just didn't know if you had it in the lineup series. or or where you were going to mention it. Oh no, we can do it here. Okay. Um, go ahead. Mar- Marvel Studios has the rights to Hulk and Namor back from Universal. Woo! That's cool. It is cool. Maybe we, they we can might finally. Get, make we a might movie. get a Hulk movie that's about Hulk. Let's do a Hulk name or a movie. Let's not f- first. <laughs> let's work on it. <laughs> workshop. Let's, let's workshop that. <laughs> that actually leads in what nicely because our first bit of Marvel Comics news is about the Immortal Hulk. Yeah. Uh, so the Immortal Hulk, a uh, comic book that a lot of us really like. Um, At least half of us. The, yeah. yeah. The Immortal Hulk uh, colon The Thrashing Place is coming from Marvel Comics by Jeff Lemire and Mike Del Mundo. This is a one shot coming out in April. Um, the solicitation reads, there's a monster raging in America's heartland, uh, and it's not the Hulk. When a young girl goes missing on a Kansas farm, Bruce Banner gets the itch, the one that tells him Gamma is on the loose. But this town doesn't take kindly to strangers, especially the, the big green violent kind. I don't take kindly strangers. Can the Hulk save a child before it's too late, or is he about to take the blame for another massacre? I'm into it. I'm into Jeff Lemire writing The Immortal Hulk. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Lemire, unfortunately... Um, he's written a lot of really good Marvel stuff. When he took over the X-Men, he was put in a really difficult spot of going from event to event, so his X-Men run kind of sucks. Uh, and he left Marvel after Extraordinary that. Extraordinary X-Men, yeah. Yeah, uh, and he left Marvel after that. And he came back, and he did the Century, and he's doing like this one shot, and like he's slowly coming back. And I'm like, just let him do what he wants. I'm, right. I was like, uh, this is such a cool idea. I'm just like, yeah, just do something with the Immortal Hulk. Have a great artist. Like, who's, Mike Del Mundo is like one of the most beautiful, painterly styled artists Marvel has. Uh, right. So I'm stoked for this book. Yeah, same. As a, just a fan of the awesome. Hulk, I'm, yeah. I'm so for this. Devil Hulk. Uh, this is what Ryan wrote <laughs> uh, for Dawn of X. Some titles for Dawn of X are coming out. A new giant size X-Men uh, issue with Nightcrawler. Uh, uh, I'm just going to read the whole thing, Ryan. Uh, writer Jonathan Hickman teams with legendary artist Alan Davis uh, for an eerie tale of adventure where the X-Men lose contact with the 
Gray, Gray Malkin, Gray Malkin? Mm-hmm. Habitat. Mm-hmm. Uh, if also Nightcrawler to lead a mission into the unknown. And then Ryan writes, no X-Book left behind because I forgot to put this one in. Just <laughs> <laughs> three X-Men books were announced this week, you guys. We're not going to talk. We're not going to miss any of them. Not this uh, week. So, yeah. So, the Giant Size X-Men series continues. So, yeah. Um, so, we have Giant Size Magneto. And then uh, there's an Emma Frost and Jean Grey one. But those are just one shots. Uh, there's like extended like, hey, here's this what's going on. This is the same. Yeah. But, I mean, like these are each individual one shots. Yeah. Um, and Alan Davis, is, he's done X-Men for decades. Um, it's cool that he's, Nightcrawler's like his boy. So uh, it's cool that uh, he's doing it. Yeah. Um, Nightcrawler's cool. Children of the Atom. There's another X-Book that was announced uh, from Vita Ayala. Yep. Uh, with art, art by Bernard Chang. Bernard Chang did um, Wonder Woman with Brian Azzarello. Yes. My favorite Wonder Woman run. That is a DC guy who's that Marvel baby. Woo! Uh, the initial seed of the idea actually came from Chris Robinson. What if the X-Men had sidekicks? My take on it became, uh, what would actual kids from our current time be like if they were X-Men sidekicks? What would Gen Z X-Men be like? That's interesting. Yeah, it's basically like, um, like the other uh, quote was like, what if like these kids have the posters of the X-Men on their walls? Like, what are they like? What are like 16-year-olds in this new Krakoan world like? Like, what do they deal with? And I'm like, this is like a young Avengers, like young teen book with all new characters. Uh, all the new characters look radical and they look really cool. And um, remember Chimeras from Hawks ha- Pox? Yeah. And they were genetically engineered. Right, right. People are thinking that because Sinister was doing some nefarious stuff in the X-Books, that he actually manufactured all these teens and they're sleeper cells for the X-Men. And he's going to unlock them. Ooh. And then it's going to be a huge group of like evil X-Men. Ooh. And that idea has blown up the internet and it sounds great. I don't think that's what it's about. But just that idea is like Sinister is doing something with kids, and we don't know what it is. We think that's what this book is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next one is actually one that's going to go right on my poll list because this sounds awesome. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good. X Factor from Leah Williams and David Balden. She's the people's champion. Uh, the solicitation reads, by the grace of the five, the resurrection protocols can bring back any fallen mutant, but such a huge enterprise isn't without its problems and complications. When a mutant dies, X Factor is there to investigate how and why to keep the rules of reincarnation. Uh, writer Leah Williams and artist David Baldian uh, take... North Star, Polaris, Prodigy, iBoy, Dakin, and Prestige into the world of murder and missing persons. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so um, X Factor is a is a private investigations X Men group, and they've been around for decades. Uh, and they're doing a new version of that with like, yeah, when somebody dies, we bring them back, but like, we have to make sure it's the right person because there's characters who can make duplicates of themselves. So how do we know it's the duplicate and not the prime version? So there's a lot of like, there's mechanics. apparently a lot of there's apparently a lot of like, we have to make sure that. It wasn't like a suicide. We got to make sure, yeah. like it was. It like, how did this person die? Did they want to die? Did they want to yeah. die? Um, there's a talk. There's talk about the, that. Leia Williamson will deal with like what happens when a transmutant dies and wants to come back in a different body. Yes, that's. They, I'm really glad you brought that up, Brandon, because Leia Williams is a very, very progressive modern uh, uh, Marvel writer. She's done Gwenpool uh, most recently. Uh, people apparently really like that book. The probably, Gwenpool Strikes Back. Yeah. yeah, apparently that book's like sensational, and like I'll she, he, I'll pick she's up a eventually now because of that book. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. Her mutant power is reality bending yeah uh i think that that's such a cool idea um oh i had a train of thought yes the the tra- yes the trans, trans. Thing. um so there are a lot of people on on x-men twitter who are who are who are trans or bi or gay and they they, ref- they they feel the x-men like reflect like a lot about them right, right. and leah williams is very progressive in, in the way that she writes her comics and her indie comics and gwenpool and stuff so one of the big things was like hey leah are you going to bring actual trans identity issues to a main marvel comic and she said i will do 100 percent the best that i that they will let me 
and I am here for you. And she's like, it's going to be in my book. I hope you guys are ready for it. Like this, this is real change. So I, I hope that she got to do what she says she's going to do because a lot of people have promised that before. And it's just kind of like a passing glance, kind of like a Disney way. You know what I mean? Not um, a lot of people have had John. Look at those background yes. characters that are the same sex. Yes, out. It, exactly that. Right. So like having a trans character like, mm-hmm. oh, they die and they come back. No, like how not, they were before it's such an insane idea i never thought of i i just i i really quick i don't want to be rude because no, yeah. because that is the same yes in rise of skywalker where i think it lands a little different be differently but like in star versus the force of evil which is a disney channel animated yes. show a couple years ago they did the exact same thing and i'm like hey you know where you can get representation in get it in yes 100%. like do it and i don't mean to belittle no, what yeah. you're able to squeeze in and say that that's you know not yes. good enough and and uh, hey i know that People try and tell you no, and you're still trying. Yes, yeah. that is um, a good point. Yes, and obviously the five or the or the people who can resurrect the yes, yes, I mean, yes, gold balls. Uh, I'm gonna his say his name is Egg now, and nobody likes it. <laughs> yeah. Even the comic characters are like gold balls. Yeah, even the comic characters are like Egg. That's not gonna stick, dude. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> You'll always be gold balls. That's always. very that's very aware. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna say my fourth controversial thing. I think there's too many X books. Nah, I'm just kidding. No, I know. <laughs> I'm glad because Jonathan Hickman actually. I, I really this. liked. I did too. I really. He's liked like, his hey, comment. nobody's asking you to buy all the X books. It's just there. Are, it's a genre, and there's the horror book, there's the comedy book, there's the action book. It's just like movies. Do you go see every single movie that comes out? Yeah. No, the don't. Thing, you don't have to buy every. The X thing book. That, that unless you're Brandon, in which case, yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> the thing that that really likes me, <laughs> and I buy every X book. That's fair. The thing that that I hey, really, that's the big finish. Mm-hmm. I really, <laughs> yeah. I really appreciated about that quote was that. Uh, there was a worry that the that the Dawn of X books would be very closely interconnected, but Jonathan been coming out and saying, "No, look, it's just you can read one or you can read you can read two. Like it's not it's not going to change the story for you." And yeah. I, I really like that. It does, I it, reading three. Yeah, and it does like if you are reading everything, there is a there is like a closed like continuity of what all the X Men are going through. Sure, but it doesn't stop the individual issues from from mattering or or being cool. Um, I what I strongly the most hope for. I was kidding about the the Xbox yes, joke. However, however, what I strongly hope for is that uh, I think a lot of these ideas sound great for a lot of these titles. Um, I hope that readers come to them. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what I hope is that if readers don't and they don't sell well enough and they decide to cancel the titles, that these ideas work their ways into other main titles that are selling well enough mm-hmm. because I don't want to see these ideas just not go somewhere. I agree. Yep. Um, <clears throat> because that is my that is more my concern is not that, oh, it's too many Xbox, like I can't keep up that kind of thing. It's it's more like it's too many it's too I'm not concerned it's too many Xbox, but I am concerned that like not enough readers are gonna get on some of these tiles like like uh, X Factor, yeah, um, which I want them to. Uh, and then Ryan brought it up before. Taskmaster has a new limited series coming out. Yeah. Who do you know who it's by? I forgot to write it down. No, <coughs> I didn't. Oh, I forgot nope. to write it down. I'm sorry, everyone. No, it's okay. There's you, also you, a Quick Ben Vamp. You, yeah, vamp Ben Vamp. vamp. Okay, so we have a new Smash announcement this week. Bylus is joining Smash. People are pissed off because they're like, "Oh, it's too many Fire Emblem characters." I'm not mad because I saw this come from Huawei because Fire Emblem Three Houses are really successful for Nintendo. And also, we're getting six characters in the new Fire Pass. Woohoo! I mean, uh, I, I agree. Like, I think that's pretty cool and everything. Uh, it just sucks that all the Fire Emblem characters play the same. Not they, bad. <laughs> Did you actually watch the <laughs> thing for Bylus? Because he does not play the same. Ben, Ben, don't let me get your goat. Getting the goat. Keep your goat safe. Mm. Keep him walked up in the pen and don't let me get at him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find it. Okay, well, the new Taskmaster miniseries is coming out, and I forgot to write it down. I'm sorry. Also, compliments to Ben. You rolled on that real fast. Good job. Yeah, no problem. Uh, also, there's DLC coming up for for fourth house in the game. We're really excited. I will say that I don't see anything about a new comic, but they are reprinting two 
miniseries into one big collection in a couple months. Well, maybe that's what I... Maybe that's, that's probably I might be what it is, actually. Yeah. Okay, because I think I would have heard about <clears throat> the new Taskmaster comic. All right, anyway, uh, we all know about this. Uh, Peacock, NBC Universal's new streaming My service. My seventh favorite streaming service. And Ben's stripper name. <laughs> no, I thought that was it. Was plugs and gags? No, no, no. That's his. That's his like website handle. That's his autobiography. Oh. His stripper name is Peacock. Got it. I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> uh, Peacock will launch on April fifteenth. This, this. Oh year. wow, that's. Okay. And will actually launch with three tiers: Peacock Free, uh, which will offer about seventy five hundred hours. Uh, <laughs> Peacock Free. <laughs> Peacock Strut. <laughs> Man, I'm so bummed the Peacock Strut isn't the next tier. Peacock Glamour. <laughs> anyway, uh, it will offer uh, 7,500 hours worth of shows, movies, news, and live TV, which means, you know, like Good Place or Brooklyn Nine-Nine shows that are coming out. With ads, I'm guessing, because it's free. With ads, and this one will be free. And it's going to have a lot less. It's cool that it's going to be free, It's at least. cool yeah. that they provide the option. Yeah, that is yeah. cool. Yeah. That's my option. And then there's Peacock Premium, which is going to be $5, but be free for Comcast subscribers. Um, and it will have more content. Obviously, you have access to the original to the original content that's going to be put on there. Um, I heard like the the their late shows are going to air like three hours earlier on the streaming service. Yeah, it's the East Coast feed. Yeah, on the streaming service, and then go. So on not the if you live on the East Coast, they will. I'm not. sorry. So the original like like let's say like oh the Office spinoff show that's not on the free one. No. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. The the no, you got to pay to get original. No, that's yeah. that's smart. But it's five dollars. It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. It's very it's very competitive the price yeah um, uh, so but 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 to just to clarify the the we will we will if you have Peacock Premium or, or this one actually probably also Peacock Free that you will get uh, the Late Show with Seth Meyers or whatever it's called mm-hmm. three hours before the feed on TV okay cool. so uh, that's all right Peacock Premium also has ads correct so yeah this is the yeah. ad supported tier of Peacock Premium. yeah you're paying for it but you still get ads so five dollars mm. not a fan. Then there's ad-free Peacock Premium for $10. Five more dollars, though. More ads. Mm. You know this what? is not that different from how Hulu operates. Yeah, and I don't yeah. like it either. <laughs> no, I agree, but it, you know. This is also uh, cheaper than HBO Max is yeah. going to launch at. Well, that makes sense. They have far less of a catalog. Yeah, yeah but that was, uh, this one, will ha- they'll have uh, DreamWorks, Elimination, and Universal Studios movies, um, lots, of, lots of them. So I am not surprised cool. that HBO Max is $15. I was just like, there's no way it can be more. Yeah. Um, the only thing that we didn't know that was going to be on, on Peacock was announced this week uh, with this announcement. There was a, there's a, I retweeted a gif of a horror show they're going to do. Creep the shit out of me. You guys should check that one out. Uh, there's a new Battlestar Galactic series, obviously. However, we didn't know about this. MacGruber yeah! is getting a TV series spinoff starring Will Forte. I love MacGruber. So that's cool. I That is cool. MacGruber is hilarious. It's stupid in the best ways. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, dude. And I like Will Forte, except when he plays Shaggy. <laughs> Did you say Ikea? <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's get into some trailers then. Thundercats Roar. Rah. Was a trailer this week? I I didn't I didn't know what to expect when I first saw the art style, but like I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I'll I'm watch into, it. I'm into looks, it. Looks funny. I give every show on Cartoon Network a chance. Yeah. It feels like like, you know, like like a Steven Universe Adventure Time like that kind of show, but with Thundercats, which is like that's that's an interesting. I don't think format. you really know what Steven Universe no, is because it doesn't but, feel like Steven. No, but Universe. I mean, like the animation, like it's like it's 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 very cartoony. Sure, it's very cartoony. Yeah. It doesn't look like Thundercats. That's it. What I it mean. does look more like Adventure Time or, yeah. or Teen Titans. That's what I mean for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, all right then. 
Penny Dreadful, City of Angels, uh, had the first trailer and release date of April 26th. Yo, I kind of want to check this one out. This looks really good. I, I kind of want to check this one out because I have a- You guys th- should. I have a thing for old-timey noir stuff. And oh, you should watch Penny Dreadful. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. I've, I've always wanted to see Penny Dreadful. It's a shame I haven't It's very much yet. up your alley. I'm, sh- I'm sure. Uh, also, Nathan Lane is in it. I haven't seen Nathan Lane in anything for a long yeah, time. Yeah, right. And I really like Nathan Lane. I haven't so. seen Nathan Lane. And he Lane. was in The Lion King earlier this Oh, wait. Oh, wait. He was in Modern Family, I'm sure. He was, actually. He was in a few episodes of that. Yeah, there you go. He's, he's doing things. Um, so, yeah, this looks real good. Yeah, so uh, this, it's like 1938. 1938, uh, Los Angeles. It is the sequel to. Penny Dreadful. Yes. Um, but if you don't know what Penny Dreadful is, they like it ink it's oh, cat's going crazy. But it's, you don't need to have seen the original. You don't need to, but it's like it's it's vampires, werewolves, like like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Second like, Matrix World. Second the Matrix the Second World, Matrix. Yes. Um but this one it looks like Natalie Dormer. Penny Dreadful is the second Matrix. I think Underworld fit way better. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Actually. Uh it looks like Natalie Dormer is like some type of like 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 long living witch. Something and she like ends that. up in LA it, and like she kinda looks like um like what like She's she's playing this. She's playing two different characters. She's playing multiple, way more than two, Ren. No, he means like it, it, like the these sister, characters have are lived they through twins. Oh, yeah. sorry, I see. What yeah, they're yeah. twins. Yeah. Like they lived out. They've lived throughout yes. time, and they're taking over different bodies. Because one like looked like oh, she was all dressed in white to say she was an angel. She's, the other was like a she's demon. She's not playing multiple characters. She's playing two characters throughout different eras. Thank you. That's what I meant to say. Yes. Um. Yeah. It, so it looks like you know like. Like uh, like gang war and like racial like problems. Nazis, not Nazis, like oh, yeah. 1938 stuff. Yeah, um, not- but then you also include like weird weird witches and vampires, maybe like the the, and the thing in Latin. Los Muertos looks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, take your heart, we'll take yours or whatever. I'm like, yeah, dude, we're gonna have like real warfare. West Side Story on the on the West Side, oh, the Jocula, real West Side. <laughs> Get it, Maria? No, yeah. but, no, I'm with you. I'll see you. See you later. <laughs> I'm gonna start watching that BBC Dracula tonight. I think if this if if I don't if we don't stay up way too late. <laughs> I've heard very mixed things. I've heard me too. I've heard incredible things and really bad this things. This is the one right. that's also on Netflix, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Mm. yes, it was made by yeah. BBC, but it's it was on made by BBC, but it's on Netflix. I saw one thing that made me really excited to watch it. I'm like, oh yeah. So we'll see. Uh, all right, Snowpiercer. Had a new trailer with the release date. Finally, has a release date on TNT of May thirty first. Still so weird. It's on TNT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks like the movie. It looks a lot like the movie. I didn't get any sense of the characters really. Um, but if you've seen the movie, it looks like that <coughs> for yeah, real. It, does. it doesn't. I guess like it's kind of hard to be original when it's a train that goes around forever. Like, how different can you make it? Right. Um, Even they say in the movie, it's always it a, is not a constant. Yeah. It is not an infinity train. It is not an infinity. Is that oh, is that a TV show? I heard the second That's a cartoon. Was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've heard that too, and I'm not caught up. I mean, it's technically an infinity train. Uh, it technically runs forever. Th- yes, in the, the sense that story. like it's on an infinite loop. But infinity train, the cartoon, is literally a train that has infinite numbers of of. Uh, cars, sorry, cars. Thank you. Snow did, you get, did you guys know that that the Neverending Story has the biggest twist ending of all of cinema history? Because it ends. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> Except it didn't. They made a sequel where he literally says, "I wish for another step," as he drains his own life force. And then they made another one that Jack Black was in. He, that's the second one. Is that the <laughs> second one? I don't <laughs> yeah. remember. The third one's animated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should remake that. I'd watch it. That, I that that is prime for one. Yeah. Gets good. Uh. Practical effects, yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about? I forgot. Snowpiercer. Snow I this trailer didn't give me a lot. Like I want, I just want to watch the show because like I know what the premise is. I and just want to watch that train pierce some snow. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, Bloodshot. Yeah. Based off the Valiant comic. 
Yeah, of the same name. I think this looks like a fun, like like a like a B B movie. It looks yeah. like it looks another like movie it's... that that escaped from the nineties. This yeah. visually looks more engaging to me than the Morbius trailer. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I think if I were a Casey casual watching these two trailers, Bloodshot would be the more appealing on sight. Yeah, yeah. Like I will if say not, if I'm not like I like. I go to movies movies like this for actors. Yes. I go to movies like this for spectacle. Yeah, yeah. It's bloodshot. Yeah, yeah. like the nanomachines, like he's getting like blown apart and he's being like, like re-energized. Yes. And like, that yeah. looks really cool. It yeah. does. It, it does looks look very cool. cool. I always dug robot stuff, so I'm like, yeah, this looks pretty yeah. cool. Mm. I got it's, a movie for you, buddy. It's, is it Upgrade? It's Upgrade. Is it Ex Machina? Shit, they're all good. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say iRobot. Uh, okay. uh, oh, no, that that's good too. Yeah. I like yeah. the yeah. movie a lot. Should Upgrade. That movie aged well. It did. It did. My vintage 2009 no. Converse. Uh, that 2004, actually. That, that, 2004. That part. Oh, God, that part doesn't age. No. <laughs> look, I'm not gonna. <laughs> look, I'm not gonna get on my high horse about this. Converse. I think the Converse debate is stupid. <laughs> no, I just think it's a <laughs> funny line. That's all. No, I agree. I, I <laughs> I'm not doing this. Go on. <laughs> iRobot. Welcome to the iRobot review of iRobot Cast. Oh, I don't want to do that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, I was gonna try and mention Cyborg Zero Zero. We're talking about. Okay. <laughs> look, look. I do not think it is oh, obnoxious no. product placement when it is also character defining. I'm done. Let's go. That's all it was. I'm with all them. the big deal was just to say that line. I, I agree. <laughs> I'm with them on that. <laughs> yeah. One. We're behind you 100. Yeah. percent I I don't think that you are the people who disagree with me. Yeah, probably. Why would you say something so controversial? <laughs> this so is true. not the one. Go on. Um, all right. Robots. What were we talking about? I keep Bloodshot. forgetting. Bloodshot. So Jeff Lemire did a Bloodshot mini recently. That was pretty fun. And uh, even he couldn't get me to read this book. It's fine. It's like it, the character itself is like uh, he's a Vin Diesel, whatever. Um, but I think what's what excited me at first was the Valiant Universe. That it's not going to be part of anymore. Right, because Paramount now has yeah, the next one. Because I got into the Valiant Universe when it relaunched and they made it a cinematic universe. Like cinematic, like a comic universe where all the characters were connected. And that was a fun, like a fun couple of years. And now that like Bloodshot's out of it, I'm like, oh, yeah. That's kind of like the cornerstone. Yeah, it's like the bit. Iron Man. It's kind of too bad, but yeah. I'm sure we'll see it. Um, Looks that's, neat. That's out this year. Let's see. Vin Diesel. Let's go to Black Widow next. Yeah. Okay. I like this trailer more than I like the first one, I'll be honest. I don't. I also don't. I think yeah. the ADR is very bad. Mo- mostly because I think it takes a, it's a lot of moments footage. from the same footage, yeah. but mm-hmm. like the with in cuts them in a way where I don't like them. Every as much. time Yeliana speaks, it's it's never her actually saying it's something. It's always ADR of like, hey, what are you doing here, sister? What brings you back? It's never her actually saying words, and I notice it every time, and it bothers me. It's like it's probably not her. It yeah, and I'm just like, it looks bad. I think the th- the reason why I like this trailer more is because the. It, it looks more like the type of movie I wanted, a lower stakes film, whereas yeah. the first one looked like a more higher stakes film. Yeah, I feel that. So I'm, I'm in. I, I think I just it was in. There's an of the army stakes. of Black Widows. Mm-hmm. I know, but it's like the army and. This is also a minute shorter than the first trailer, so that's kind of weird too. That that the first true. one's a teaser. That uh, was the one part that I'm like, I kind of don't want an army of teenage Black Widows. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they're Flo- teenage. Florence Pugh is supposed. Well, to you be get what I mean, like young. Yeah, like really Flo- young. Florence Pugh is supposed to be the same age as Scarlett Johansson in this. <laughs> what? Yeah, because they're sisters. They went through the they went through the the program. Together. Sure, but the the same age. So, y- yes. like age they, range. They they are ten years apart in real life. Mm. Uh you age Scarlett down a little bit. You age Florence up a little bit. I could buy it if I have to. Because they keep talking about they went through it. together They are supposed to be yeah. They they're the same class basically. Yes. Um, it's not the worst age gap I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll get over that. I would sooner buy Scarlett Johansson and. Uh, Rachel Shit. Weiss? Yeah, Rachel Weiss is the same age. Yeah. 
I don't think I buy that either. Yeah, th- there's gap. There's decade gaps between all those actresses. So like, then you got David Harbour. Yeah. Hey, Rachel Weisz looks really good in this. Though. She does. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's. I I don't think she's Taskmaster. I still there's like a big theory online because I just want him to be Tony Masters. I just want him to be a badass assassin guy. Um. Yeah, the Taskmaster stuff was pretty cool. Yeah, like he he's mimicking her moves. I'm like, that's he throws the shield, meaning he's yeah, seen like Captain seen America. Captain America. Yeah, he's definitely watched him on video. Hell yeah, yeah. that's what he does, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think this looks all right. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I hope it's just a fun action movie. Yeah. Then the last trailer we have to talk about is Morbius, the latest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Question mark. Nope, it is. Uh, synopsis: One of Marvel's most compelling it, is it. One of Marvel's most compelling and conflicting characters comes to the big screen as Oscar winner Jared Leto transforms into the enigmatic anti-hero Michael Morbius, dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others suffering his uh, his same fate. Doctor Morbius attempts to attempts attempts a desperate gamble. What at first appears to be a radical success soon reveals itself to be a remedy potentially worse than the disease. It's the fly. Oh, no. It's the fly. But uh, it's a vampire. This looks a lot better than I thought it would. I am a fan of this trailer. I am a fan of this trailer. I still, I just don't like that Michael Keaton's vultures at the end of this. I like the cast more than I care about the plot. Mm-hmm. Ben, what do you got to say? Yeah, I don't hate this trailer either. Either. Because when I first saw it. What did you say? I don't hate this okay. trailer either. Okay. Because when I first saw it, I, I was I was expecting to destroy. I was like, "Man, f this movie! This movie can't exist. Why is this here? We don't need a Morbius standalone." I'm glad movie. you don't feel that way. Because now I'm like, "This is the world we live in." Now. Yeah. Now I'm while I'm watching this, I'm like, "This actually looks pretty damn good." I, st- I like. I still don't think we've talked about its death on the show. Just yeah. we don't need the standalone villain origin no, movies for Spider-Man characters. Um, but if we're gonna get them, and also if we're gonna get them, I'd rather them look like this than Venom. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I just. I got a lot of Dracula Untold mm. vibes from this, which was... And I like that I like that movie. <laughs> yeah. I give that movie a pass. Uh, I give that movie a pass as well, yeah. I'll be honest. I don't Never give Venom s- a pass. I, I haven't seen it. Charlie, uh, uh, what's his name? The Charles, Charles Dance is oh, going to come Dance. out at the end and be the like... The game is on. The game is on. <laughs> uh, I'll take one Ghidorah head. Yes. I, I do think this looks better than Venom. I think, for me, it looks fine. Like I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. Um, there are some parts that look better than others, and overall, like the nothing about the story is grabbing me. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's a good enough trailer to grab Casey Casuals who don't know who Morbius is. Right. I'll tell straight, you what. I've up. had three separate people at work ask me who are Casey Casuals. What's going on with Morbius? That looks cool. Yeah. And nobody's talked to me about Black Widow. Interesting. Nobody has to because everybody's just going to see no, it. No, but but. Ben, it's the same way. People talk to you about things at work because you're yes, a nerdy guy. Mm-hmm. I've had literally three people this entire week going like, is that like tied to the Marvel Universe? Because like, I think I like Jared Leto. I'm like, I don't have time to talk to you. I mean, no, I, I mean that's dope. That's <laughs> yeah. dope. I've also had a sampling of Casey yeah. Casuals have been like, yeah, Morbius looks like crap. Yeah. So yeah. like, it, like just, it just doesn't look interesting to them. And there are people yeah. who like are aware of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and they get what they're trying to do. Um, but like they think, are not uh, that aware of Morbius, and they're like nothing about that looked appealing. And then for some reason, it's connected to Spider Man. Yeah, I think one thing that well, uh, I, I tweeted on, I, I tweeted online. I was like, uh, uh, "What's your name? Maybe Pascal is about ready to drop a it's all connected hashtag <laughs> any minute now." Uh, Lining up the things. One of the things that that we heard a rumor was that the Sony that because of the new Sony deal, the Sony produced films could be considered part of the MCU. However, the MCU has no right has no they don't need to acknowledge. It's a one-way street. It's a one-way street, yeah. much like the TV shows were mm-hmm. for, for Jeff Loeb's. So Amy Pascal's the new Jeff Loeb um, <laughs> because Michael Michael Morbius talks to uh, talks to the vulture. Yeah, we don't know that. 
I'm just saying. It's Michael Keaton. He I told him, him. He no, calls him I, Doc. No. Hey, what? Doc. Yeah. Ma- Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton calls him Doc. Yeah. More like Michael Morbius. Yeah. I thought you said that's not who he's talking to. No, no, no. I'm talking about that. He, we don't know he's Adrian Toomes. I talked to you about this. Oh, so of course here's he my is. thing. That's so silly, dude. No, but that's my point is that the, the, we don't know. This is why it upsets me. The appearance of Michael Keaton bothers me because I don't think it's relevant to the plot. I think it is just a grab bag cameo to get people into theaters. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's handled in a way because of rights or bullshit or whatever where they don't even say his name or reference who he is. He's just there, and you're meant to connect the dots, assuming, oh, it's Adrian Toomes. But they don't say Toomes. They don't say Vulture. He's wearing see the same white outfit you, you see from what I'm saying, Spider-Man though. Homecoming. But you see what I'm saying? I do. I just think that's... <clears throat> I just... I know the way you... F- I just think that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, he's he's clearly the guy from this last Spider-Man movie. I'm not saying movie. that he's not meant to be implied to be. It just wouldn't shock me at all if we're watching the movie. That's no, not the shocker. And they don't say his name. Yeah. And they don't reference any of that. And more than more to the point, this is not the way I want Adrian Toomes to come back. I don't want him to come back as a meaningless, please get butts in seats cameo in a Morbius film. Oh, we don't know what he is yet. All right, the, but I mean, like you and I talked about it, and it's like, but, but yeah, he yeah. can't be—he can't have been in this enough that we didn't hear he was cast in the movie. He can't have been in it that much that he's that relevant to the story. I—I I didn't remember that Jared Harris or Matt Smith were in this movie when I saw the trailer. So I remember that. I didn't. Matt I mean, Smith, that's fair, but I'm yeah. saying like nobody knew Michael Keaton was involved till this dropped. Yeah, he could be a small part of the movie. I just don't—I just—I don't see getting mad over it because like it's—if it's so insequential, then like. Why get mad over it? He's a Spider-Man villain. He's teaming up. He's gonna talk to a it's Spider-Man such, it's, villain it, because it's it's sad that it's so it's so meaningless. It's shallow. It's meaningless shallow. and shallow. Well, we don't know what it is yet. Matt Smith confirmed to be in this movie. He's right. young, yeah. he's young Palpatine, which is interesting. Um, which he he kind of confirmed when he said, "I am in this. I'm not in 50, Star Wars." Yeah, yeah, it was still fifty-fifty yeah. though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, sure. I'll just say I just want to say I this. Wanna, wait, I really quickly just want to say yeah. the, the thing about the uh, the poster. The Spider-Man poster is oh, from geez, Louise. Is from the Spider-Man PS4 game. Yeah, that's really the Sam Raimi <laughs> uh, loading screen costume. Yep, <laughs> I thought that was great. Like they don't think we would notice, right? <laughs> anyway, you were gonna say. Uh, sorry. I just like a lot of people give. I, t- I talked to you about this. Uh, I get a lot of people give Jared Leto a lot of shit. Uh, mostly comic fans because he's in one bad comic movie. He was in Suicide Squad. He's not good in that movie. But you know what he has been good in? 25 years of other movies. He has won Oscars. He's been nominated for multiple Oscars. I understand you don't like him as the Joker. You got a new Joker. No, I agree. Be, be happy with that. That, that, that I, part I agree with. Uh, I, I don't think this looks like the worst thing ever. I think it looks way better than Venom. I do like the story. I do like the idea. I'm reading a Morbius comic by Vita Ayala, who's writing a new X-Men book coming out soon. And I like Michael Morbius as a character. He's like a guy who, yeah, he wanted to save people and he turned into a monster. That's kind of my thing, you guys. Yeah, like the thing with Morbius that doesn't bother me is like it looks like they're taking his origin, what his origin really was. He yeah. never start. The thing that bothers me a whole lot with Venom is that you need Spider-Man to get Venom. Yes. You don't need Spider-Man to get Michael Morbius. Yeah. yeah. But you can't start your universe with Morbius. You got to start with Venom. <laughs> well, because Venom's the the popular one. He's a hot boy. Yeah, Venom is the popular one. Not a lot of people know about Morbius. Even, Do you hell, think he, he drinks plasma or blood? Oh, he's definitely drinking blood. Yeah. We saw but his hands. But no he's suckers. still. But he's still <laughs> doing the the living vampire bit, which yeah. I'm like, okay, they're <clears> at least somewhat. Did you know that in the alternate ending for Blade, he was supposed to be the the villain at the end? Morbius. Yeah. Nice. And Blade One did not know that. Blade One. But then There's the, fil- the film ends with Blade go- looking up, looking up at this fi- this mass figure mm-hmm. up in the up in the mm-hmm. way. He's like, "Oh my God, not you!" It's supposed to be Morbius. Oh, that's Shit. right. 
they're just doing just that now. Pictured Wesley Snipes saying, "Oh my God, not you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, do we need it? No, of Probably course, not, of course we don't need it. But at least it's not. Hopefully, not going to be a travesty as like as Venom was. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yes. I. I mm, yeah. Shall we get into our? I just the echolocation looks cool. I agree. His yeah. eyes when they do that, or even when he's like like shadow jumping, that looks pretty rad. Nightcrawlery. Yeah, yeah, he's nightcrawling. That's hey man, the it's the first bam thing, the good bam thing I've seen in a while, so mm-hmm. I'm happy about it. Yeah. Also, his claws, those are pretty cool. I want hands. The design like looked cool. No, I think yeah. his final look is is good. Yeah. Hey, to be honest, I think I liked the trailer more before Michael Keaton showed up. I did too. That's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did too. <laughs> like I yeah. was like, you know, cool. And then they were like, but wait, shoehorn MCU. And and honestly, it's more just the implications that like I don't want to have to retroactively f- fall into the line of like. More than anything, I don't want to retroactively have to say, oh, I got to accept these Sony movies, but kind of not because nothing's ever going to reference them. But but ki- I don't want to do the Marvel TV ABC shows yeah. bit with uh, this. I mean, like, I, I definitely do agree with that. Um, like, It's not like Kevin Feige obviously doesn't want what's kind of like what Amy Pascal wants, but he did say in an interview where he's saying like, hey, you never know what's going to happen, blah. Right. I'm like that could be that could be literally was, anything. He was saying that about the shows for years. <laughs> exactly. Blah. But the fact that he's just like, blah, you never know, blah. I'm like, give me hope, Kevin. Is he a vampire now? <laughs> yes, he's the living. Well, this producer. is a movie about vampires, so blah. I will tell you what does suck. Um, I think vampires. Matt, yes, man, you're right. I do think Matt Smith is the villain, and I think he's just playing like another vampire guy. Like he gets vampired, and he's like, and I just like, uh, we're, just doing, we're just doing another one of these. Hold on, what if? Uh, what if Matt Smith was Blade? Oh. oh, I'm not serious. What happened? Did he get bleached? I mean, they yeah, they. Ooh. Then they're not MCU and MCU at the same time because we already know Marshall Ali's yeah. Blade. Oof, wow. And they'll do the Ultimates thing where it's where it's a disguise. That's that's kind of a that would be like a Sony death now. Like, uh, yeah, we tried to connect it to the MCU, it's and me. it's like also Matt, also Matt Smith is Blade, and everybody's like, wow, you're done. But but. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just whitewashed Blade? Next Goodbye. thing, next thing you know, Amy Pascal is getting a call from Disney. Like, oh, you done it. Also, never, Amy. no one would ever trust Tyrese Gibson ever again. No, nope. Oh. Talk about pushing the it's all connected hashtag. What happened to Tyrese? Oh, Gibson, where he was like posting about the trailer once it dropped, and he's like, "Yeah, we're part of the MCU now, baby." Oh, oh yeah. Oh, come on. This is the guy who said I'm going to be a Green Lantern. Yeah. Tyrese is in Morbius? Yes. Was he in the trailer? Yes, he's in that one shot before Matt Smith shows up. There's a shot of Tyrese Gibson. Does he say anything? No, no. neither does Matt Smith, but he's in a shot right before Matt Smith. That's who that was? And Hilarious. Yes, and yes, Tyrese Gibson is in this movie. MCU and yes, now, baby. He shared the trailer, and he's like, I'm in the MCU now, baby. Dude, if Tyrese oh. says it, it's got to be true. Oh. <laughs> right, because he is a Green Lantern. This is, this is Alexandra Ship saying... All you guys think that that Disney buying Fox means I'm out of a job? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still <laughs> forever. Oh. Like, oh, yikes! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'll take tweets that age poorly for three hundred, Alex. <laughs> that is her name. <laughs> uh, all right. Also, like Tyree Skipson, I I don't know who he is, but he clearly thinks he's going to be in more movies after this one. Yeah, right. He's just his same character right. from Transformers. All right. Then time now for our main topic slash book club. We are doing Crisis. On Infinite Earths. Issue by issue. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Ryan, did you do that flashbacks from last week? Yes. I'm just like, issue 11, it's 3 in the morning. So I just want to, I just really quickly want to say, books from this era, specifically the Bronze Age, are really difficult for me to read because of how wordy they are. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, So 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 knowing that, 
I read this. I started reading this a month ago. Good. And I finished it today. Proud of you. Good. Finished it today. <laughs> I I, I know. This, is this still really hard for you? This type of this type of wording is is very difficult for me to read. And I I don't mind reading golden or silver age books. Can it's I, bronze age specifically? That can I, I ask? Are there specific issues that are not as difficult as others? No, it's just all of them. It's all... Uh, no, I mean in this collection specifically. No, they were all very really hard for me to read. Interesting. Okay. Not like on a st- I was engaged in the story. Sure. It's just the the era that this is in, it's almost like they don't trust the artist to tell the story with them. Oh, I disagree with that. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of explaining what the art is showing me. That's, that's why I was asking because I feel like there are issues where that is not as frequent. Yeah. Uh, and I think there are issues where... There are definitely like, issues that are heavier Where like it's, it's much heavier on just the art and scale. Yeah. And, and I... I like those issues more, mm. uh, so that's why I was asking if you felt like there was a difference. Yeah, it's not it's not a knock on the quality of the book at all. Uh, I understand. Like I understand. I, like I like we've talked about off, off air, the art is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Marv Wolfman is unparalleled. It's just the way George Perez. I know, but Marv Wolfman is the writer. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about drawing. Sorry. Um, so I I just want to so I just wanted to get that out of the way because we had that issue with Avengers Forever, uh, and I realized that it was a specific type of comic specifically mm-hmm. that I just. Uh, have a hard it's time reading. Eighties comic is what it is. Yeah, that that's what that era. Because uh, there's a lot of like, uh, th- uh, like the art will be like the shadow demon touches his arm and his arm is hurt. And like I know from the art that that's what happened. But then there's just like, oh my god, he went and touched my arm and now my arm is burning and I don't know what's. It's like I I understand. I understand. I got it. All right. That it's it's just that that era. Yeah. Um, I gotta mention real quick. I'm 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 just flipping because I took a bunch of pictures throughout all twelve issues and. Just the amount of panels that that, oh, that's that what I was about to it's say. incredible. Like th- there is so much. This is such a dense comic. Mm-hmm. Like every issue, there is. It's. I, I'm I'm shocked. Like I haven't read this book since I was a teenager, and I do not remember liking it as much because I I can't tell you guys how much I hate how much I love this book. <laughs> I really I I found it gripping, and like I can't even imagine. This is Secret Wars for me. When I read Secret Wars in 2015, this is this is bigger than Secret Wars. And it came out in 1985, and I mean, like, I can't if, imagine if, reading this when it was coming out. For its time, it's it's yeah. insane. It's it, groundbreaking. Yeah, it really is, and like the things that come out of it, like with Barry and and Wally and Supergirl, and like all the stuff that I know and about. These, and these were deaths that at the time stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Barry people, was there for decades. People refer to Superman post-crisis and pre-crisis. Yeah, like Pe- in the 50s and in the 40s, where Superman could sneeze and he creates a. a solar system he's there he's too much power there yeah. was a time where it like you saw the image of classic flash and it was like oh yeah wally west yeah yeah because yeah. barry allen was dead yeah yeah that's why the justice league yeah justice league uses you, wally west yeah just like uses wally west and then it's like hey barry allen like i but don't yet, think i remember i read the first barry allen is when i got my uh, jla book like you know those dk like everything you need to know a visual guide oh, to yeah, the jla yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it has wally west and barry allen like who the hell is barry allen I know Jake Garrick, but who's Barry Allen? I'm talking about Wally West. As, but as Ryan, as Ryan mentioned, uh, I really reading this like it struck, struck out to me. Like the paneling is insane. It is. Yeah. You don't see anything like this now, and you don't think you saw it then either. It really is dense. Like there, are, there's like 15 panels, and each one of them is art, like super detailed, and so much words. I'm like, man, they were using all the real estate. I was saying like the first, the first or second issue. There's these splash pages. Where the whole thing is just dense with not just with arts, but also with wor- uh, arts. Wow. <laughs> with art and with words just like coming at you and it's telling this grand tale. And it's weird because normally when you read, what, yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. There, yeah, um, yeah. Also, when all the heroes are together for the first time on the monitor satellite, that's just. I Because I, I read this book once before. I, I borrowed it off of you, Brandon. I read it 
and I absolutely I loved it. I actually couldn't find my copy for a bit. I thought you still had it. <laughs> no, no, if I still had it, I will let you know. But I'm because every time I see Crisis at the store or at cons, I'm like, man, I should get this book again. This book, this Crisis needs to be on every comic book fan's library. It's, it has it, to. It, it is a be. defining book. It is in comics history and especially in DC's history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a it's really incredible. But, I I really I haven't read it in. <sighs> hold on, uh, probably about eight years. Yeah, I probably haven't read it in about eight years. I think I, and, I read it when I lived in and, Texas. And uh, it. It landed a lot more with me this time. Um, a lot of that is because I knew way more characters. True. Because um, there's even the point, like, I, I, I the, the most obscure one that's like, man, just because uh, is the Challengers of the Unknown. Challengers. When they show up oh. and I'm like, Teen Titans go to the movies. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, man. That's right. I know so much more. <laughs> yeah. Actually, because after I read Crisis and then I think later on when they were talking about, like, when, they, when the Flash first started. And we got that newspaper. I was like, Flash disappears in the right skies. I'm like, oh my God, that's Crisis. Every Casey Casual I knew was like, they look at me going, what's that? And mm-hmm. at the time, and it wasn't Crisis. I, I want to be clear. When I went into this eight years ago, I wanted to like, I wanted to have some kind of background because I was trying to like, I'm going to start reading the DC Comics universe and like delving in, but I want to start at where it got post Crisis. But yeah. I want to read Crisis first, but I want to have some kind of background knowledge for Crisis. So I picked up all of the crisis on multiple earth's trade collections Smart. that were pre uh ambles to this in the sense of like when earth crossed over and I things like that, that. <laughs> which made me a little more familiar with core characters it still did not give me the knowledge to understand how many and why i should care about certain characters that are in this series yeah uh and now that i'm further along i'm like man a lot of this lands so much more because i i know so many more of these people i just want to yeah. say i think my favorite panels were mm. when the lex Luthor from earth 1938 gets killed uh, and then we see Lex Luthor on the Wave Rider. No. I'm talking about the 100-page <laughs> giant oh. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Hey. The Arrowverse crossover. Oh, Goodness oh gracious! Gosh. I found it. You did. Wow. wow. How'd you find it? By, it's written by Marvel. Right? Written by written by Mitten. Written by Marv Wolfman and Mark Guggenheim. Okay. Mm, Interesting. Uh, it has two new stories. One where we see Pariah go to Earth New 52. See, oh. that get, see that get wiped out. Oh, That's and then right. the backup story is uh, the Council of Lex Luthers. Man, they love, Lex man, they love running that idea world. into the ground, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> God. Uh, and then at the back, it has a bunch of Crisis com- comics. This oh. is one of two parts. Uh, there will be a second part, so I didn't I read need the whole to get story. This. It is available at comic book stores now. That's how I found. I'm it. interested nice. in this. Yeah. yeah. Next one is out next month. Well, let's talk about. Just real quickly, wanted to bring that up because I found it. In let's a talk about the real crisis at hand. Excuse me. Excuse me. Well, the crisis is in his hands. Jerry Excuse Ordway me. did the cover. Wow. Wow. Good job, Jerry. I like that um, Oliver Queen on the cover of the Arrowverse one looks like Oliver Queen from Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of. I mean, look, it's, oh, I'm sorry, Mark. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, is it? Yeah, this is honestly awful um but it was cool to see like the, the story itself is not yeah. good and it's it's fun to see like the ray and wally west in the crisis story and we didn't see them in the show and that yeah. was cool oh my gosh that show yeah we did see ray for a second for, for a, a second. second but he's he's saved apparently uh right before i mean earth is wiped out it, okay so yeah there you go so anyway I'm, I'm uh, back to back to the Original. So we decided to read this book because there is the big television CW crossover happening. Right, right. Uh, and it would be cool. To, like, we don't have to 
like compare well how do you want to do this like uh, i do not want to compare to the show yeah, right good. now um That's if you want to the... hear if you want to hear us talk about like comparison notes between this and the show listen to our second part of the there christ on infinite discussion uh that will be a video on our youtube page um here we are just talking about the book there are 12 issues for us to talk about we're not going through it like we did doomsday clock if you were here for that <laughs> we are going uh we are <laughs> just talking about it in broad, the whole thing for we that. are just talking about it in broad strokes uh, but uh, we, I want to focus on just the comic. I want to yeah. talk about Alex Luther real quick. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I think that's a cool idea of the character. I love that his like he has a Superman origin, and I think there's a lot of really powerfully emotional stuff happening in this. Like when uh, when his parents are sending him away, and he's like. Alex, must he perish too? And like, and, and then there's a single tear yes. of his dad crying. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like, I buy this. This is right. really good shit. Yeah. And then he turns out to be a hero. And it's it's the Earth 3 one, because yeah. we see Earth 3 die. We see Ultraman rush into the, the, the anti-matter wave. The dude, I love it. Oh, man. Alman looks stupid. What this comic does so well most of the time is that it's juggling so many characters, but you're able to focus in on the arcs of certain ones. Yes. Pariah, Harbinger, mm-hmm. and Alex being uh, chief among them, but mm-hmm. the Supermans... Uh, Kara, The Flash, both Barry Allen and Wally West, The Spectre for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like you, When you are brought to that character, you are allowed to take time with that character to understand their point of view and what's happening and where things are going. Like You're given that moment with the character. And, so it's allowed yeah. that you're able to like carry through the story through following certain emotional narratives, even though there are tons of other like candy store Dude, level the, amounts the, of other characters. The scale is truly unrivaled. It's like, one, of the, one of the things I was surprised about is how different it is to like modern day crossovers, mm-hmm. which are which are very fast, yeah. six issues or less. I love that it took its time. I really um, did. And this is this is 12 issues and, and was able to pack in a lot of story. Two of them were double sized issues too. One, right. one of the things I, one of the things to touch on what Sparks was talking about, like you, you appreciate the story more, the story more as, as you know more characters mm-hmm, and more mm-hmm. things about the DC universe. Um, I am a I I am not a DC expert, but I think I know quite a bit about DC. I had no idea that the Earth X heroes, the Freedom Fighters, were not originally from Earth X. Mm-hmm. Mm. I did not know that. I didn't know that. And this book, and this book was like uh, the JSA are like, yeah, we know them. They went from they went to Earth X to be the to fight the Nazis. Only. Damn, I'm still learning shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Dolphin is in this. It's, it's oh, nice. Yeah. It's nice when you can have those moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like when, when I got Dolphin, I'm like, wait, you mean that character from uh, from Abner and Cedric's? Yeah, Abner and Aquaman. Aquaman run. I thought I was like, but I thought she was an original in that, and then it turns out she was original in this. And again, like, like talking about the scale and the scope, like, at, there is no unturned rock in this DC universe crossover. Like, they got they got everybody. You got talking monkeys, sure. You got yeah. space wizards. You got Merlin. You got like you got Doctor Colt. You got everybody. It, yeah. Even if a character didn't appear, uh, for like in a focused moment of characterization, they were at least mentioned by yeah. somebody. Yeah. Um, it, it, they really want you to feel the the scale of the DC universe yeah. at that time, and that this related to every single thing they'd ever done up to that moment. Yeah. Uh, real quick synopsis of this book because we haven't really. If anybody is listening, if you're not this, familiar, uh, yeah. yeah, the the Anti Monitor is is like the negative universe and he's coming to destroy all of reality. That's basically it. And the monitor enlists every hero possible that he can strategically to try to save the universe. Mm-hmm. From multi- from different Earths. And villains. And, and yes. And villains, yeah. And timelines and like, man, I really loved how like there's stuff happening in the Earth 3000 with the Legion. And there's stuff happening in the past and there's stuff happening in the middle and like the Flash just keeps popping up and like vanishing. I'm like, dude, what? there's so much happening. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like I never, I never felt like, dude, the art in this is so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> all the stuff with Harbinger is so great mm-hmm. like i got a lot of like infinity gauntlet vibes which came out like 10 years after this but like the the artwork in this book is so good i love supergirl's headband 
so much. I didn't know I ever wanted that. Right. <laughs> and uh, I think the way that she that she dies is really powerful. One of the it things is. I really, really like, good. One of the things I really like about this book is how it handles a lot of the characters' deaths. Yeah. Uh, for example, Helena Wayne and Tim Dr- and Dick Grayson from Earth Two. Uh huh. Um, when they both have real big existential crises of we don't exist on this earth. People right. don't know who we right. are. People mm-hmm. don't know who we are. Yeah. My my father never existed on this Towards earth. Towards the how end. Am I, how am I here? <laughs> Towards the end. When the earths are all merged uh, and then they die in the final battle with the anti-monitor. And I thought that was really powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman dies. Um, Our yes. Wonder Woman Our, dies. Uh, the J- right. All the JSA die. Like uh, The <laughs> the moment when uh, the older Superman, Kal-El oh of God. Earth oh. 2 Superboy? is like, uh, uh, I can't find... Uh, my Lois, I, 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 why am I yeah. seeing things from mixed earths? And then they go into the void with the flashes, and he's like, "I have no place. My Krypton never existed. My Lois is gone. The void is calling to me. I belong yeah. here." Is like, oh my god, yeah. that is heartbreaking. And the part, and the part where Alex Luther, uh, because this is Earth Two Superman is supposed to be original, mm-hmm. the original first iteration of Superman that was ever created in comics, yeah. and. I like that much referencing to what we did with Doomsday Clock. Like Alex Luther says, you of all do not deserve this fate. I saved a space for you and mm-hmm. takes him into a place of peace with Lois. Dude, His yeah. Lois. Oh, oh, my God. So oh, my gosh. Which they revisit in Infinite Crisis. Uh-huh. Yeah. The uh, the the scene where Superman wraps Kara in, in, in the, the in cape. cape. Yes. And then he gives a speech where he's like, we live on remembering and honoring the past and always looking to the future. Goodbye, Kara, Linda Lee, Supergirl. I love and miss you forever. I'm like, that's some really good shit, man. So, like, I think this is really like, good. Like, just seeing Superman... Have- Sorry, Brian, but to see Superman break down and say the monitor, the anti-monitor did this. I want to kill him. I want to destroy him. Yeah. Yeah, and then other, and then Earth Two Superman saying, "No, you don't." And Superman finally come back to senses. Like, cat, that was like the most human. I mean, obviously Superman is the pinnacle of what uh, humanity can be, but he gave into his basic human instincts. He's like, "I want to kill this guy for killing my family member." That's some powerful shit. So Superboy Prime shows up in this book. Yeah, he does. Um, Blue Devil. Blue Devils in this? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So Superboy, <laughs> this is what I mean. <laughs> Superboy Prime shows up in this book. And honestly, uh, I thought he, from from knowing what I know of him in Infinite Crisis and onwards during Jeff Johns' uh, Green Lantern run, I thought he, I assumed he had a bigger role. Um, one of the things I don't much care about in this book is how many editor notes there are to see this art play out in this issue, see this art play out in that issue, see where this comes from from this issue. There was... I and this is just just me modern day me being tired of of all these tie-in books that you have to read to understand the full story. Sure. I don't necessarily think it is necessary to read the, fu- the for the full story, but there are times where I would like, oh, I would have liked to have seen where this thread came uh, from. there's a lot of stuff hinted at related to the Green Lanterns that is not yeah. oh, covered yeah. very well yeah. here. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I really feel at some like point I need Guy, to read that Green Lantern like stuff. Like when Guy Gardner flies away after Owen mm-hmm. gets... Yes, the exactly, because Guy thing. Gardner, they make a big moment with Guy Gardner, and then he never shows up again yeah. in this book. And I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. And they're like, go read Green Lantern. And I'm like, ah, I don't have time this week, guys. When, <laughs> when, like I said, when Superboy comes up, is like, you saved me from my Earth. Uh, I was like... And it's like C showcase eighty eighty four. Right, like, some of them, some of them that are like seen. the callback of that, but then there are ones like the Green Lantern one really sticks out to me because I'm like, I feel like not reading Green Lantern, I'm missing a relevant piece to how this story unfolded. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And and that is one of the weak points, I think. I, I wish that it contained all those moments. I don't mind you saying, like, hey, if you want to know where this character's coming from, go back to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a big deal. That yeah, never really fine. bothers me because that's always just, like, if you want to know the backstory, that's like that's like reading an encyclopedia at the end. You know, like, go back retroactively, know the story beforehand. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks for letting me know exactly where to go to know that story. Real quick, yes, because, Brandon, like, these older comics, you don't like how worried they are. So instead of saying, hey, here's exactly what happened for five pages, go read this last comic, and that's the or no so like you you can't kind of have a both they're, ways, they're, you know they're I mean? trying they're trying to do the abbreviation yeah. of it but i do not like it when it's like to see how this story uh is relevant and continues go check out green lantern yes. Devil. you if you don't do that you're not going to know how this ties into what happens go later Blue Devil like, 18. okay Blue, yeah Blue exactly. Devil has a similar thing when he's on when he's with the omega men yep yes to see how this story plays out later um i was surprised uh as uh, as i mentioned before i'm a huge green lantern fan from jeff johns how much of Green Lantern came from this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, Krona uh, is the main villain of the series th- of his final arc before the New 52, War of the Green Lanterns. Uh, this It defines a lot of the history of Oa. Yeah, yep. it defi- yeah. a lot of the history mm-hmm. of Oa and, and Krona having seen the... Uh, the end of the uh, the the beginning of the universe, um, which I always love the beginning of the universe is that hand. Um, uh, so that became... Krona's or- villain origin story for to be the like one of the final villains for Jeff Johns Green Lantern run, and I thought that was really cool. I I, I right. like seeing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just me as a fan of Green Lantern. Right. I got a panel here that's it's Sergeant Rock and it's Adam Strange and it's Swamp Thing. <laughs> and yeah. the, the Sergeant Rock's like, don't know what's going on, but something something's crazy with the world. And Swamp Thing's like, yes, the Earth has changed. <laughs> and Adam Strange is like, what? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this three completely different characters that's hanging out together. Uh, Animal Man uh, is with the, Rip Hunter. Yeah, he is. That's the a Do- weird The thing. Doom Patrol is here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, you got the Russian negative woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. The old and new Doom Patrol. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a- Brainiac has his own team of dudes. That's I love it. I love team. it. Yeah, I really I like Brainiac in this book. I didn't know that Dr. Morrow's name was, name was T.O. Morrow. T.O. Morrow. You never yeah. knew that? Oh, yeah, never baby. Knew Dr. That. Tomorrow. Oh, that was like Mr. The, T. That was one of the biggest uh, puns I caught on when I was starting got into ca- getting into comics. I always heard him as Dr. Morrow. I never even yeah, considered Yeah, his name is Tom Morrow. <laughs> even I, in Young Justice, they call him Tom. I've only ever heard, heard him as Dr. Morrow, and they never say Morrow, like tomorrow. It's yeah. always Morrow. I was like, Peel bam. off my shoe. Peel yeah. off my shoe? Or miles per hour. Yeah, so you, you, there's a character man. that's I in know, this book. I know. I'm still mad at myself for that one. Named Psycho Pirate. Yeah. Psycho Pirate is awesome. Yo. Yeah. I got a panel here where okay, so Psycho Pirate he can he can uh he can uh channel emotions into people. He can make them feel a certain way. And he starts working for the anti monitor. Like Frost. Like like yes, like Frost. Oh yeah. my god, like With Killer Firestorm. Frost. That is so oh. good. The original I Killer did not Frost. know these characters. Yeah. Eight years ago, when I read this, yeah. <laughs> the, the, this is thank you, Flash. Thanks, show. thanks, CW shows. Yeah. But no. this isn't even oh. the Caitlin Snow. It's the original. No, this is OG. The yeah, it's the original. But um, but Psycho Pirate eventually like turns on him, and the Anti Monitor has like a bunch of goons working for him. So Psycho Pirate uses all this power that's been given to him by the Anti Monitor to make them all hate the Anti Monitor. And there's this dope page where he just makes all of them yell death to the Monitor, uh-huh. and it's like they start attacking him, and like they can't do anything, so they'll get killed. But I'm just like, there's so many cool twists and turns throughout every issue of this book. I got a fun fun piece of dialogue that I really like. Do it. I took a picture. Of it, uh, uh, it's when the it's when Blue Beetle uh, and his team of 
Oh, who was the team in the beginning? I forget. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, um, but they're in World yeah. War II, and they're going to the tower, one of the monitor's towers, or the tuning forks. And he says, uh, Blue Beetle says from this guy, guys, we got us a mission here to protect the monitor cosmic doodad. Yeah. And Mrs. Blue Beetle's little boy intends to do just that. Like, yeah, okay. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, buddy. Oh my gosh! Uh, when when the Flash shows up while the Joker is facing off with Batman, yeah. Uh, yeah. early on in the comic, I really liked that. I really enjoyed that moment. Uh, it, the Joker genuinely freaked out by the appearance of the Flash. Mm. Uh, I think Bat- Batgirl. She's not in it a lot, but she has some really great lines with Supergirl. Uh, and she's talking about cars. Her like, speech. Yeah, she's a hero through and through. With all this, I can think about and is about to what? Excuse me. She's a hero through and through. Well, all I can think about is what's going to happen to me. My God, what have I become? Mm-hmm. Like, she was a hero, and she's no longer a hero in the face of this crisis while Supergirl's out just charging toward it. Yeah. There's a lot of really good little character moments. There's a splash page that's literally like 100 superheroes that I'm just like, oh, my God, Perez, yeah. you're a madman. <laughs> this is a, it's yeah. a lot of fun. This is, this is a lot of crossovers have en- ended up becoming like, what, what side, what little known side character can we showcase in a crossover? But this is all the characters. This was every let's let's cram every character we can mm-hmm. into these pages. And you get you get the Flash's awesome death, and then you get a little in memoriam of Barry Allen he, when he dies in like 1985. Yeah. yeah, and then you get you get Wally West saying like, "Jay, I'm no longer Kid Flash. I am the Flash." Wearing yeah. his suit, I'm like, man, this again. If reading this in 1985, like this is a seminal monumental comic event and like right. I'd be losing my mind reading this as a and kid and at the at the end I always forget that there were characters who remembered yeah. pre-crisis mm-hmm. but they don't really go into that in the late in the later series until the modern era of, of DC is when they started mm-hmm. really di- diving into that oh, with, yeah? with people at Booster Gold and Donna Troy ends up remembering um, but they don't they didn't really touch on that after Crisis of Infinite Earths because there's a line of Crisis of Infinite Earths that's like we remember for now implying that they will forget mm-hmm. right so I thought that was really interesting. Oh, um, they used to wear turkey a lot in this book. Did Especially, you guys notice that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Blue Devil's like, wait a second, you turkey. <laughs> We're in deep space. Barry, Barry Allen do- says Barry it. does it too. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm just looking through all the art in this. I'm like, I, I just, I can't imagine reading this book in 1985. I mean, it, it, it it's, a, it would have been a year long thing. Yeah. Twelve yeah. issues. Uh, no, it would have been like a three and a half year thing, yeah. and then they would have rebooted the universe in between. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's really, it's really boggling to me that something so bold and outlandish and the the, and the flash running himself into to nothingness yeah. is genuinely horrifying when yeah. it really happens and and you just see like a skull starting to yeah be yeah. all that's left inside of his suit and again it's so it's so sad because you keep seeing the flash pop up throughout all these issues mm-hmm. and like we don't know what's going on and it's just him slowly dying through time basically and i'm like that is some shit that is like one yeah. of the things I have to give huge props to Marv for, especially with his words, is how because when I read this, I I know it's an older book and I read these uh, these older books with certain like tone and dialect, but when I, every time I read Pariah, I always felt his pain. I yeah. always felt his anguish, his set, his sorrow. How how many thousands of universes he had to witness die every time I see him on a page, and he's like, no, and he gets he disappears, and he goes to another universe. He's like, not again. Why? Yeah. Why am I the one to bear witness? Have I not atoned enough for my sins? I, I felt that this character has. First of all, he releases the anti monitor, so, so yeah. screw him. But <laughs> he, he has to live Dick. his life just watching these universes be destroyed one after another, mm-hmm. and that's all he gets to do is watch. Yeah. Like, and that's that's again that's some sad shit. I, I know we're not, we're gonna talk more about the the car- not the cartoons. There's no cartoon. The show later on in Fickner's Watch. But I have to say the the biggest sin 
is kind of giving Pariah of the biggest backseat ever yeah. in that show because he is a major player in this book. And I just love how he goes through the, every time he's trying to do something good, he always fades away to see another universe die. Yeah. Or to see a great evil take place. And I love I love the the art choice and design of like just having like the white uh, when yeah. it's destroying everything. It's just like it's just like white out. It's and just, just like a, it's nothing. characters just fade away. It is little nothingness. Yeah. I'm it's kinda like in Futurama in, in when the tenth ep- in the tenth issue, right? Is when they have the the newsreels, the like the monitor logs. The monitor logs. Yeah. I really like Swamp Things. I I pages. I sure as heck did. I took I pictures thought, of them. I thought, I thought him saving the deer and then and then dying within the wall, only to be reborn into a flower on the next page, it was so cool. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yay. Simon yep. says Luther must die as well. Uh, <laughs> Simon, yeah. you did. When's the last time Simon showed up? Doctor Giroux. Uh, there's a there's a lot of I would say there's a lot of dialogue choices that I don't like in yeah, these older, it was, these I mean, older could, Bronze Age comics which is just like old, man. this is this is too much for a Superman to do or like even a human bomb like, that, that, like, that is part of like go ahead yeah it's like even a human bomb like me it doesn't like this explosion it's like, like I get it that's, you're the human bomb it's yeah. very hard because you know it's of the time but it, there, there's so much moments that are filled with gravitas and weight and then it'll be like Come with us, Bunny Man, or like whatever his goofy name yeah. and like silly yeah. looking costume is. And I'm like, I get it. Like you're referencing the whole history, but like, I can't, I can't take this moment seriously. Yeah. And there's a lot of those where it like breaks it up. And and, and there is, as much as I enjoy this, I'm I'm still not steeped enough that I enjoy every moment. And there's definitely like a lot, a, a decent chunk, especially early on in the book, where I'm like, all right, but I'm not, I'm not here. You know, like this is too quick. This is too brief, and I don't know them, and I don't care. Move on to the next thing. Yeah, there. I understand um, that. I like, had. I think I had a similar feeling in like, the beginning. I definitely got more into it towards the end. Like, yeah, because it it narrows its focus a little more. But in the wide beginning, like it'll be like not even a whole page, half a page with just some characters, and I'm, and they're just saying names. This is kind of like the the New Mutants problem, but like on a much bigger scale. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I I don't know them, so like I I don't care. Yeah. You know, uh, this would be I I guess in the in the relevance of like the comparing to the TV crossover, this would be like if uh if you'd never watched uh i'm trying to think of more one of the more if you'd never watched the the birds of prey old show and then they decide to like uh spend five minutes of one of the episodes just focusing on their earth for a bit with no connection to any of the other characters right mm-hmm. and then we go on with a, something else i'm like i did what what the hell was that yeah you get that's what it's like yeah i will say this is oh go ahead ben no because um, one of the things uh brand was saying is that it's very wordy and i also have a a problem with that with older books as well being very wordy and there are times where the words helped but there are other times where they're just it was i don't want to say bless you i don't want to say they're regurgitating but it really felt like they were saying the exact same thing i just saw either two pages ago or i'm looking at on the same page i I get it it's a product this book is a product of its time there's a there's a lot of them explaining what the art is already showing me not not only that but like they are trying to pay fan service Mm -hmm. and moments to characters that i'm i don't know and i'm not invested in right but i'm sure people who are appreciated yes yeah you know and and like i get that it's it's just it's tough and i will say we are we are reading this book 35 years later as uh a standalone event we have not been reading the dc universe from 1980 to 1985 so we we are not prepared Mm -hmm. to accurately talk about this book because we're not steeped in the universe that it came out in right so of course we don't know all the characters because we're not reading the books that it's based off of Mm -hmm. and also like that's a part of me where like i don't have problems with any of that and also it is a book it came out in 1985 you're like you said it's 35 years ago this is a product of its time yeah 
there are some word choices I came across. I'm like, hmm, that's not gonna fly today. Turkey. Well, other other word choices. Gobble gobble. Yeah. Like and it's it's not it's not so much meant as a, a slight against oh it because no. I don't oh think no. it's a bad thing. No, 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 no. But it not. is a thing of like if you're a person listening to the podcast, you're probably willing to pick up this book, but I mm-hmm. doubt you're going to read the entire history of things that came before. Yeah. And you should be prepared for the fact that like there oh, are yeah. going to be there, those lull moments where you're gonna be like, I'm I I don't care. Yeah. First time I read this, I want to say the first time I read this was mm, God. It was before Flash came out when I was working at the radio station. And I there were many times when I was reading this book, many like when the, the Doom Patrol showed up, um, when the Challengers of the Unknown, um, or when the Outsiders came in. I'm like, who the hell are the Outsiders? Batman and the Outsiders. John Jones needs to be on the Justice League. Why is he with this group called the Outsiders? Who are the Who are these metal dudes? Where do you, why Why are you saying he should be on the Justice League? Well, because when I was a kid, I grew up watching John, uh, the Marshall Man. About fifteen years after this book, what? I mean, he's putting. He's no, put, I'm kidding. He's, know, he's I'm going kidding. back to when no, he was I'm, first reading. When I was first I'm reading kidding, it. I, I mean, obviously now I'm thankfully more knowledgeable in DC lore, but for for first time readers, especially those if you're gonna pick this up now because you want to know where the crossover came from there are things many things that are gonna fly right over your head oh of course this is like this is a book for like hardcore dc fans. yeah this and is actually, for yeah. this what? is for this is definitely you know as that? much as i want people as much as i want everyone to read this book this is not a book for casey casuals no you have to be invested in comics as a whole and and be ready for the weirdness because even when i'm reading this i'm showing pa- uh, panels to fanny like hey you see this giant tower what is that that is a vibrational fork she's like what the hell is a vibration fork well, <laughs> read dark Knight's metal yeah i was gonna <laughs> say if you've never read it of course if you show anything that no one's ever seen they're not gonna know what it is yeah one of the things that i that i i won't take i, I wanted to like bounce off of is that this this book is for hardcore DC fans mm-hmm. at the time, and I actually kind of appreciate that. Oh, so do there's, I. A, there's a lot of times where events will 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 because they're the higher selling comics, they will cater to a more wide audience, um, like the Batman, Superman. But the one of the things I really like about this book is that they're not afraid to have Hawkman of Earth One and Two together and just be mm. like. That's Earth Two Hawkman, who is the reincarnation of Khufu. That's Earth One Hawkman, who is a space police. Yeah, deal yeah. with it. It's like, yo, that Hawkman's from space. That one's not. And also, no, but it's but it's nice. It's nice that that this book trusts the reader enough to know the difference between the two. Yeah, I like that. I appreciate also, that. I, yeah. Also, I love the Earth um, Earth Two Superman design, like his the white hair, the, the S, and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. always a good design. I like it's, the design every time I see that Earth Two Superman. I'm like, yeah, there's Earth a two. there's a great moment. With you want to give you want to give Clark a. Uh, Grace Eyeburns, I'm all good for it. Hundred <laughs> percent. There's a moment after the the crisis is over and Lex Luthor's in prison, and all the all the the Avengers, all the Justice League go and they're like, I just want to I just want to find out who exactly who remembers what on this Earth. So they go to visit Lex Luthor, and he's like, I want you to thank you for helping us defeat the Anti Monitor, Lex. And he's like, What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, you just want to make it seem like I'm working with you costume creeps, isn't it? Mm. And I'm like, That's a cute little moment. Also, yeah, I like it when the Earths merge together and they go to Central City, and it's the Twin Cities of Keystone and Central uh-huh. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the prelude to Harbinger being forced by the Anti Monitor to kill the Monitor, and her knowing it and projecting it mm-hmm. uh, to you as an audience, and like this is going to happen, and she hates it, uh, is really good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and Lila as a character is like, uh, I we know her from the show, just kind of being like a little support character, mm-hmm. and like, man, she's like a heavy hitter in this the, book. The is. art of Psycho Pirate having three Earths in his eye. Oh. Oh, so good. There's yeah. some I really, stellar stuff. I really like the the whole uh, image of like 
the earth the five earths are now existing in the one plane and they're mm-hmm. and they're crossing over in mm-hmm. ways that are are unnatural i liked i, I thought that was kind of cool the idea I that say, we we were always supposed to merge them but it can't be merged properly right now so we need to stop yeah. this yeah. and and to just quickly like to mention the crossover like it is cool that like it, it appears that the anti-monitor is defeated in like issue eight, right? Yeah. And then there's like a lot of stuff that happens, and then the world gets rebooted. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a final battle. I'm like, yeah. that's I didn't expect it to go that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, because I, the, they they fight him at the beginning of the, the dawn, of time. and even then they're like, that seems anticlimactic, doesn't like it? Like the specter yeah. shows up and he fights the anti-monitor and supposedly kills him at the dawn of time. Yep. I uh, mean, the specter appearing over all those earths. Oh, that was. And great. he's like, stop it. Yeah. I mean, once again, credit to the TV show for doing this ambitious project. It's like. Damn, they really tried to do as much as they could from the book to translate into the TV show. Yeah, for the budget they had, they, yeah, they, oh. They, they, they did enough. Oh yeah, they did enough. I mean, what's the we're gonna delve they have, they deeper had, into that later? But they had ambition. They did. I and love the art of the Spectre just in general. Whenever oh. he's in, he's it's the green cloak and some of his face, and the rest is space. Great. Yeah, I love that stuff. Kind of reminds me of Alex Ross in Kingdom Come, where his pupil is the is a skull. I always like it when people utilize the Spectre in a, in, oh, you know, yeah. in a good way. You know who else is featured in this book for a portion of time? John, uh, Hawk and Dove. Yeah, Woo! Hawk and Dove. Oh, this is the death of Dove. Yeah, yeah it is. I, I forgot Dove died so so early on in in, in, in comics. There's there's a scene where so the Flash is dead and his outfit is just under some rubble and the Psycho Pirate is like so distraught. He's like, "You're one of the good guys. Good guys never lie. I'm scared, Flash. Help me, Flash." Uh, yeah. And he's dead. He'd he'd been. <laughs> He'd been chasing it, yeah. <laughs> uh, as Flash had run through time, and while he turns a corner and sees him just holding the piece of it that's left, and then Wally's like, "No, no, 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 he can't be dead." Like, man, that's some, yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Beats I, the crap out of Psycho Pirate, which Barry Allen had already done earlier. Yep. I was really surprised that uh, that Flash died. You know, because I, I mentioned before when we did Fake Nerd Watch that a lot of what I knew from this book is just from Osmosis. Yeah, uh, and I didn't realize that. And uh, I didn't realize that Barry died so early in this book. I mm-hmm. thought his death was the cli- was the climax yeah. of the book, and that he died alone. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. That's heavy. Saving the universe. He died alone, and he never saw his family after he was accused of murder. Mm-hmm. He never right. saw his friends after he was accused of murder. Yeah. Damn, that's heavy. That yeah. is. This is heavy, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep saying heavy? Is is, it, is gravity heavier? Than whatever. <laughs> is there something wrong with and I bring you here because what is most feared is what we most need. There, he sensed our coming. Welcome, my friends, to Apocalypse. I am its master, Dark Side. Oh my God, the Destroyer, dude. The Dark Side stuff's so good. Why does Dark Side talk in quotations? <laughs> he's talking take, to the second person. Take your lesson. Um, uh, I like Dark Side because he's like, yeah, dude, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna let all this stuff go out, yeah. and then when the Anti Monitor is tired, I'm gonna beat the shit out of him because I'm Dark Side. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think that's really cool. Oh, she does. Thirty years later, he, Dark Side Wars. It makes me want to yeah. reread that comic now uh, that I have more context, mm-hmm. which I actually probably will because I have DC Universe. Mar Novu, the Ponitor, um, has four different origin stories in the in the in the DC Universe. Jeez, uh, and it's really cool to see this one. Yeah, knowing where he is at in Justice League right now. Uh, and where he was with Dark Knight's Metal, and where he was with Final Crisis. Yeah. Um, where he was after Infinite, Infinite Crisis. Like, so many times they've changed his origin, and even the show has a different origin for him. Yep. Which we'll get into in a fake nerd's watch. Uh, but to be like, yeah, they were, the Monitor and the Anti-Monitor were born at the same time off the moons of Oa and Quard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and seeing them, like, writhe from the from the ground was so, right. was so interesting. They so had cool. a war against each other for a million years. That and then they no were asleep victor. for billions of years. They knocked each other out, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought that was cool. Like, uh, the moment where the darkness surrounds all of them, and sup- the two Supermen just hear and see the screams of panic and terror. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's not just darkness. That's a ton of shadow demons. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a really cool moment. I like the idea of just like. Uh, funny enough, like I was kind of expecting an explanation for like the shadow demons more, for, like from the show. They're not really explained here either. They're just bad guys. No, no, and that's totally fine with me. They're, yeah, they're Quardians. They're Quardians who the Anti Monitor, yeah, rounded up. But Very I just much. like the like oh, they're shadows. That's cool. Quard yeah. made Sinestro's uh, ring. Yeah, the Alliance ring. I remember that. Yeah, man. I this actually because like I've read all the other crises like after or like i they're they're much more in my mind than this book is so now that i have like the placehold for the rest of the crisis i want to reread them to get all the context that i now have because uh i i also like that the anti-monitor at the end uh just gets personal where he's like i don't even care about your world i don't care about your universe i just want you humans who dared to stop me at every turn to die and then uh and then even at the very very end of it he's like uh, he comes after Superman saying, Superman, I will not die until you die with me. Dude, like that last final battle, like it turns like weird and cosmic where like the anti-monitor loses his body mm-hmm. and it's like he's just like punching force. I, I do yeah. love that it comes down to the the original classic Superman yeah. Yeah. punching him and, and being the thing that beats him as as a history of DC Universe like that being the ultimate climax of it is nice. Yeah, yeah. this is a... Uh, yeah, if you don't know much about the DC Universe, you're going to be confused as farts. Oh, yeah. But, like, if you have a baseline knowledge, like, you'll still be a little confused. But I think the overall story is there, and you just get to see just the scope of, of the landscape of DC in 1985 and what they wanted to do. And I'm like, this is really impressive mm. that, that the comic came out. I wonder if it came out, in t- like, in 12 months. I wonder if it had any delays or anything. Because uh, that'd be really impressive. I think yeah, you can. Because this is a big, this I is like a huge book. I want to say it did. Yeah. I I want to say it did. I wasn't paying attention to the dates because the way I was reading it, it, it was scans. Yeah. Of the of the original twelve issues, and they still had the dates and how much it was. These books were seventy five cents each when yes. they came out. Well, I mean, thirty five years. Well, ago. yeah, nineteen yeah. eighties. That's how cheap books were. Inflation back then. is a thing. Yeah, but uh, two of these sucks. issues were double sized, and then yeah. they were all they weren't twenty two pages. They're all like twenty five. I want to say Supergirl's issue was double sized, and obviously the last issue yeah. was double sized. Yes, but it's like almost like fifteen issues, and yeah. like every issue is 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 stuffed. Uh-huh. Stuffed. O- originally oh, published in single magazine form as Crisis on Infinite Earths one through twelve, nineteen eighty five. Shit, that's impressive. So from January to December. That is impressive because mm. there's a lot of art in this book. There is. Good job, George Perez. Yeah. Good job, buddy. I thought this book looked really, really, <clears throat> this, really good. This yeah. book this, is rad. This also was probably designed ahead of schedule. Look, you and I have different copies. Yeah, yours is skinnier. Yeah, mine's uh, mine's the. Do you remember this logo, the peeled off DC logo? Oh, peel uh, it off. Yeah, and, and yours the you got the. The nineties, the nineties logo. logo. Yeah, baby. Damn, look at 90s that. Nineties logo is the best. Look at me, I'm cool. You got the you got the better book. You got all the extra stuff. Well, no, the I, logo after the nineties logo is not that bad. Yeah, I like the current logo right the now. The current logo is pretty I cool too. Like it a lot too. I did not dig that peel off DC logo though. Yep, I remember the first time I saw it in the movie with Dark Knight Rises, and it's just. I think just the big thing about mine is I think my pages are of thicker quality. Probably, yeah. Mm. That's the way I like it, girl. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my. <laughs> all right. On that note, Crisis on Infinite Earths, amazing book. DC fans, hardcore comic book fans should definitely read it. If you're if you don't know anything about DC Universe but you want to give it a shot anyway, go for it, but just know fair warning, just be a ready. lot of stuff's going to be confusing, a lot of stuff's going to fly over your head, but still if you love the DC Universe, you love these characters and you want to see and you want to know what happens 
or you want or people talk around you talk about the crisis this is the one this is the one that most people are referring to True. Don't sleep on those sequel books, too. Yeah, don't. don't true, true, true. S- mm-hmm. Well, maybe Zero, zero Hour. Um, oh, I don't remember. But it's Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's a great read. This is the second time I read it. And next, I, when I go to WonderCon later this year, I'm probably going to pick it up and buy it because I can't believe this is not on my shelf. I feel this book has to be on every comic collector's shelf in I, some way, shape, or form. Yes, I, uh, I was saying to you guys earlier, like if it's cheap enough, I really want to get like a, like one of those omnibus giant Collected editions of this because I think like there's a new collection um, coming out. Soon. Right, can I see Hell that yeah, real quick? Because I just got uh the Hawksbox uh big hardcover. Yeah. man, that art is pretty. Um, this, uh, I mean, this one I want to say this came out in like this printing that Brandon your copy came out like what 2015 ish, give or take maybe. Roughly, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's then that MSRP is thirty bucks for that, and I'm pretty sure that book. Would oh come god, twelve ish. Oh, that thing is double priced. <laughs> yeah, but still 30, 30 bucks. It's not that for the collect for the for the baseline collecting edition. That's not that bad, and not I'm pretty sure you can find it on sale at cons or discounts in places. Yeah, it's definitely service. it's definitely a different uh, paper quality. I yeah. was just yeah. holding yours here. You can. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. but either way, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fl- flutter it in uh, flutter in front of the microphone. Let them really noise. hear that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, your pages are really thick. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, those yeah, are, are good. Oh. Wow. Was this cardstock? Yeah, it is. Back when Jeez. they had Ooh. money to spend. <laughs> I know it's re- it's a really nice addition. It's like a thin thin cardstock. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I highly recommend this book if you're a fan of the DC stuff. Oh, hell yeah. oh yeah. Hell yeah. Of course. Um. All right, Ben. Yes. It's your book club next week. Do you it, know is. What it is. I actually do. Dun dun dun. He, he lied to us when we first <laughs> recorded. Well, Brian is saying, "Hey, you got ben, two hours to think about it." Oh, I thought about it, and it's <laughs> going to be the book club that our friends at Downright Nerdy Podcast gifted me for Christmas. Oh. Shirtless bear fighter. Oh, cool. Yeah. I have the first issue All of right. that book. Cool. All right. All right. That'll do it for us this week then. <laughs> next week? Uh, I don't know. Uh-huh. What are we doing next week? The movies come out, right, guys? In February. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. We'll come up with something. Yeah. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll do a Little Cats double feature. No. <laughs> Let's no. Oh. It is coming out next week. Just destroy our lives. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Talk about wow. <laughs> All right. So we'll figure it oh, out. Oh, uh, I did want to touch on. Ooh. Ooh. Hold on, it's it's trying to leave my brain. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you think about uh, it. You want it? Uh, I did want to talk about. Damn, you got it, baby. Oh, no, it's gone. Is this about crisis? Oh, no. no, you well, kind of. It was it was about like uh, <sighs> it was about how how nice and cohesive this sense of like doing an event in DC history was in comparison to Doomsday Clock. This uh, this was me preambling a possible topic okay. um, of of us uh, I- being able to discuss how guys remember when DC Rebirth started yeah yeah, yeah. look at where we are now yeah, yeah. look at Marvel yeah. yeah how the tables turned oh, oh Dude, every thinking, generation does flip flop well, I was thinking I know but I thought Rebirth would would like last strong across the board longer well I was thinking about it after our Doomsday <laughs> Clock discussion uh, that if you put the pieces of Rebirth of, of Flashpoint Rebirth uh, the button and uh, I don't know, Heroes in Crisis, if you want, but definitely Doomsday Clock. The 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 pieces fit, yes. but not well. Yeah, uh-huh. it's kind of like when you had that one puzzle piece and it's like it does make the picture out, but it doesn't fit very well. So you have to shove it in, and it's like skewed anyway. Yeah, it's like five of those. Has, anyone, shove a square into has a anyone read Tinian's Batman yet? I heard it's good. Negative. Negative. Okay. I have not. I have not read it, but I. It's my, I haven't ne- gone to the book. I like recently read an interview with him where he's talking about how he didn't want to. Uh, he basically, in the nicest, w- nicest way, of saying like, I, I want it to be safe, and that's what I felt. This first issue was hard. Mm. Hard. That's not they a just, bad thing. They just teased the 
the, the Joker War. The Joker War, yeah. It's not like we didn't just have a Joker War in the last good <laughs> guys. It's okay. I love you. Sorry, I, you're the only, you're the only you're the only negative review I've heard of it. I'm not even saying it's negative. It's just it's just fine. Mm. And that's mm. not what I wanted after what I just got. It is so safe. Uh which again, not a bad thing. Just not what I want. Sure. I'll just wait for, you know, whatever. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's in it's in my box, but I haven't been to the What's store in, the box? in three weeks. I need to cut um, something. I'm got to do twenty five more X Men books, so <laughs> maybe it's Batman. Um, I was thinking about dropping Justice League, but then there was a, yeah. then they're doing a, a God's Ark. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to read that. I'm probably gonna be cutting Superman in mine, and the only DC book that's gonna be in my poll is gonna be Ruby. That's a DC. Or book? no, yeah, Ruby's that DC, is a DC book, and uh, actually, it's gonna probably gonna be Ruby and Young Justice because I still like Young Justice. But give like, it Ru- time. Ruby, Ruby yeah. kind of counts, not really though. Uh, so yeah, we don't know what we're doing. Nope. Maybe what we just talked about. Um, but until then, you can find us on YouTube. We mm-hmm. got uh, a couple things on YouTube. We got Basement Arcade, Sonic Mania. Yeah, yeah, still going. It is still going strong. There'll be another episode up soon. Uh, and <laughs> yes, hopefully. <laughs> Our Ryan Ryan handed me one, but he handed me one two days ago, and I haven't had time to sit down. No, you're and, fine. And put it up. That's fine. And then we have our Fake Nerds Watch. You can go through the back catalog of Watchmen, The Mandalorian. Our part two of the Crisis discussion will come up this week. Yes. Probably. Uh, Dark Crystal? I'll do it. Dark Crystal? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Dark Crystal? Yeah, Dark uh, Crystal. And coming <laughs> up. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Who are we fooling? <laughs> <laughs> and coming up. Do you know what we'll do gonna, it. Do you yeah. know what you're going to do next if you don't do Dark Crystal? No. Okay. Uh, and coming up is my premiere Fake Nerds Watch, Star Trek Picard. That's true. Yeah. That would be that'll probably be this or next week. Um I, I truly do think that uh if I were to put my finger on it without us having a, a clear show in mind right now, um I don't see us doing another thing like episodes at a time. We might do a season discussion of something in the near future, but like episodes at a time, I think we're gonna take a, a little break from that while we kind of work on some other things we're trying to do related to fake nerd podcasts. So yeah. um, uh, I think that'll probably take a hold for a little while. I think we got a few months before like a til, real nerd Until something show. comes yeah. along that's really going to like hit us in a yeah. way where we want to do that again. Yeah. Until then you have my fake nerd watch series, Star Trek Picard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Coming soon. Engage. Um, uh, can't believe I'm doing that. Anyway. Who are you doing that with? Michael Carlson of the Dynamite Nerd Podcast. Yes, Thank you, you for reminding me. You're I welcome. I completely forgot. I did not be on their live stream this week. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. And just to replug, uh, Brandon has been appearing on frequent episodes. They have an entire like preamble up to Picard of Star Trek episodes, and Brandon's been it's part of it. Very true. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Man, you're much better at this than me. I just I just want to make sure that you know we're giving our due to our friends. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, so with Michael Carlson of the Dynamite Nerd Podcast, we're going to do that remotely. Um, we yeah. are we have a Funko affiliate link. If you use the promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase by clicking the link in the description, uh, you can get some 10% off. You can get 10% off your purchase. I just said that already. Patreon and Public, we have that. You guys can uh, check out if you'd like to help us monetarily, help keep the lights on. There are mm-hmm. two tiers on Patreon until someone subscribes to the second tier, and then I regret it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we got a couple of shows. It's on a dare. We yes. got a couple of shirts on Public. Uh, a lot of cool, a lot of cool merch, and hopefully some more coming soon. I just talked to Pi about a new shirt, actually. He oh, wants to design. I'll tell you guys off off air. Mm. Uh, I forgot to mention it. Um, but thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, also, the links are in those, are in those descriptions for the listeners that I'm that I'm thanking. Is that English? Jeremy Vellucci, thank you so much for our theme song and our inter interlude music. Uh, you can find him at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. He was just at Nam this week with his band, The Element. This is true. Um, he has a show called Suburban Proctologist. You can find that on iTunes and Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist official. So and Instagram at Subproc Podcast. 
Uh, thank you to Mike Matola for our logos. Did he move um, yet? At the end of this month. Hmm. Um, so thank you to him. Hopefully, when he's gone, we can still have have him on the show and get those get those panels going. And um, there was another thing that I oh more logos. Plenty of luck for some of the things that we want to do. I really oh. want a fake nerd watch logo from him. Uh, for, for we'll talk for we'll a second. Like I, I know f- we do fake nerds watch, but I just imagine like a fake nerd like watch so logo. Did, so did like, I. Like your wrist, and I'm so like, 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 like what a, does that even a, mean? A Watchman <laughs> television related logo. Oh, now you say that, but I'm just imagining like, like your watch. Like I'm gonna put a fake nerds thing on my watch right now. Yeah, I have, I have, I have seriously, real quick tangent. I might have to cut this out. I have <laughs> nope. seriously considered going into watch design. Do it because I really want to. I think about like nerd watches all the time. Like I don't understand why nobody's made a watch with the comedian's button with the blood on it. Mm. I don't understand why people don't make better watches with the with with uh, TV with the logos of of superhero characters. Uh, money. I would love. Do you know how much money? Yeah. A good watch would would how much <coughs> people would spend on a nerdy watch that wasn't that wasn't some cheap plastic thing. Brandon, this could be your calling. You could be the nerd watchman. You could be the watchmaker. I, I have a play that. for you. It's called the, the Watchmaker's Son. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. That's good. Tears, damn it, tears. I've, I've also thought about like how cool it would be for me just to have a, a fake nerd podcast logo in our watch, and mm. uh, a watch like I wear it. Seriously, like just come on, guys. There's a there's a watch market. Come on, watchmakers, listen to this. There's a watch market there. You can find Mike Batola at Mike Batola <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the fake nerd podcasts. Uh, fake nerd guys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan. Doctor Strange in the Madness of the Multiverse. That's not what this movie's called. It's currently set to start filming in May 4th, and they still don't have a replacement for it. I'm at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. Oh, boy. As we said last week, push the movie back. <laughs> oh, boy. Ben Magnet. You can find me on the internet at BenMagnet27 on both Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me writing for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. And that article is going to go up tonight because my internet decided to crap out on me and I'm going to stay here while we're recording so I can write the damn thing. What's our house's name? Do we have a cool house name? I was going to call it The Vault. Okay. My old house was called The Fuck Pad. My, so my, I don't think this place could be my, that. My place when I was doing it over the phone was I was in the library. Mm. Mm. Is this also the library? No. I like the vault. Not at the moment. I mean, because I want my future house to be called the vault, but I don't have. A we got, we'll talk about it. We got to think know. of a house name. Well, we'll think of that. We'll yeah. think about Mine it. will always. Be when we when we yeah. start filming in our like functional space, we'll, the functional we'll space. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Damn. probably. Functional. That's good. <laughs> Here from the functional space. <laughs> Where wow. That's good. I almost want this to be part of our intro. Uh, <laughs> live uh, from the functional space. <laughs> New year, old space. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, Sparks Witty. Uh, you can find me standing in my white uniform on the street asking Morbius, what's up, Doc? At Sparks <laughs> Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. <laughs> I tried uh, to think of something from oh Anime Impulse this weekend, but I couldn't Real think quick, of it. Real quick, so uh, one of the guys who talked to me about the Morbius trailer at work, he was like, yeah, I had a friend who thought that Doc Ock was going to be in the movie because he says, what's up, Doc? And I'm like, how do Michael Morbius is the doctor how do you, that he's talking? How do you, how do you even make that jump? <laughs> he's, and, and my friend was like, "No, I agree. I just want to tell you because how stupid it is." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Thank you. It is stupid." That's ooh. Yeah. All right, I'll say it off air. Yeah. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and view wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys, stay fake nerds. Stay fake nerds.